This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME. And welcome to episode 429 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Adam Foot Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want to get in on the studio naming action, patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? Ah, Chris Tales Antista. Nice one. Uh, I am Chris Tales. I know all. (laughs) Uh, Matthew Chris Tales Allen, the social pariah who mostly plays his Switch in handheld mode. Yeah, I was I was almost named Chris Tales, but my mom decided to go with Michael instead. And special guest Greg Moore Pocket, the smaller version. (laughs) (laughs) Leading into our top five, I see. Yes, uh, so it is. It is a very handheld week. Pre-orders for the Nintendo Switch OLED started since we recorded our last show, along with pre-orders for the Steam Deck. uh, Valve's apparent answer to the Nintendo Switch, which starts at about $400 and uh, is a PC that fits in your hands. A single unit handheld (laughs) PC. Even if it does sound like a combination sex move prank of like a Cleveland steamer mixed with an upper decker, like mm-hmm. it's right there, the steam deck. It, it sounds yeah. like it sounds like a skateboard you get in Big Brother magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Got shit on it somehow. <laughs> I'm Steve O, and this is the Steam Deck. Well, did did you see that? Like the day after, I think it was Elgato announced a new Stream Deck, yes. and so it was just like the worst timing possible. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Something with a very similar name. Yeah. And that so, led us to wanting to talk about portables. I think it's a little silly to think this is ma- being made as a competitor to the Switch. Because I, I think mean, it just, it's just. It's not. No, yeah. We'll, we'll, kind of a yeah, different device. It's, it's, pri- it's priced competitively with the Switch. It, like, it's only I $100 more, and it plays a huge library of games. Right. I listen think to this. Listen to the guy without kids saying something price a hundred dollars more is competitively. That is not mm-hmm. in the same ballpark, man. That's I mean, like... if if you're an obsessive gamer nerd like me, uh, yeah, it kind of is. Yes, yes. You, you, you are the market for this. Thing. You have to be kind of a weirdo to have nothing in your Steam library and not be curious about taking it on the go in a small packet. Uh, even I, who haven't used logged into Steam in like almost a year. It's, intri- it's it's an intriguing prospect. Yeah. Um, uh, from everything I've heard, though, you definitely don't want the one that's only a hundred dollars more than a Switch. You mm. want the you want to start at least with the middle model because it has a faster SSD. Right. So it will actually have better Is performance that be? okay. than that entry level model. I thought it was just bigger yeah. and like. Now that the the upper two models have the faster SSD, the topmost model has a better glass coating on the screen that's oh. less reflective. It's etched glass or something. So. I can see it. Yeah. Um, I want to tell you guys about my um, stupid tales of the Chris opposite. Tales? The a Chris Tale, a genuine <laughs> Chris Tale of, of video gaming. Um, th- but like the opposite of 
of handheld gaming. I got what I believe is my last arcade one-up <laughs> machine today. And I told... Pretend to be interested, Matthew and Michael, because I told you most of this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I... What happened? We talk. We've been talking on the podcast about collectors' prices going up. If you've been listening to other podcasts, used cars' prices are going up. It's difficult to find chips. There are chip shortages for everything. The prices of everything are going up because of this post-pandemic economy we're dealing with. And it's the same thing with arcade one-up stuff. They sort of announced that X Men machine. It was like six hundred, seven hundred dollars. It's a four-player machine, and like everyone was kind of shocked by that. And then the pinball machines, like that have been out for months went up $200 too. <laughs> and and everyone was kind of shocked by that. And I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm never paying that much for something, especially when it, now it's coming close to the original. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the I, whole point was supposed to be, they were like entry level arcade machines yeah. that you could buy an arcade machine because it was affordable. And now it's almost like, uh, like Carl's Jr. did this at one point. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can, you can get a restaurant style burger. The, the six dollar burger. Yeah, six dollar burger. Yeah. And eventually those went up to like 12 bucks. I'm like, that is yeah. literally a restaurant price for a burger. Had, I what think it's still doing? there, but it, they had to change the name because like, yeah, yeah everything in your menu now. is seven dollars. <laughs> yeah. What I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and, and, but I, I, I showed you guys that they, uh, they, released a new ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles model, Greg, with Turtles in Time in the original TMNT arcade game. Great game, right, Greg? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Great game, they, but that art. They had a, but yes, I, I realized I had talked to a friend today. I'd never seen the Turtles in Time art, and it, and it looks like if my grandma really loved me and wanted to make me Ninja Turtles out of seashells, <laughs> it, it, yes, yes. It, it looks like absolute shit, and I would never want it in my house. And it's $200 more expensive than the, the previous one with the same fucking games on it. And those are all not only all sold out everywhere. I showed you guys online. People are charging like up to fifteen hundred fucking dollars for the one with the cheesy April O'Neil, the, the Ninja Turtles cab. Yeah. You all, everyone knows. Yeah, but, the one we all know. But love. like you, you showed us a picture of that earlier, and I'm just like, we have roughly five hundred years of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles art to fall back on yeah. from yeah. from yeah. literally dozens of incarnations, and the one that you decide to go with is. Using like the original Playmates figures as your sole model with those big yeah. grimaces and the chunky bodies, like. But it yeah. just like literally looks like someone took off-brand Chinese knockoff Ninja Turtles and took a PNG of those and applied those yeah. to the, the, the to the and, side of the cabinet. And, and they have yeah. like weird eyes with pupils, which those figures never had. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> tiny, yeah. tiny little bodies and. So the original ones going for so I, behind the scenes, I've been going into my local Walmart and politely begging them to give me the display model that has been up for the last 18 months in the store on sale because and and, and everyone's like no we don't do that no and i just slowly wore them down to i the mean point- i would assume the way you grease up a walmart employee is you just wear a shirt they're just uh, yeah. not used to that right <laughs> i mean Look, they're probably used to being literally greased up so <laughs> this people in this town refer to that one as the rich Walmart. I'll have you know, it is. It is, it is Hi, a, I'm Rich Walmart. This is my brother Dave Walmart. Hi, Rich Walmart. Now it, so they've had this display model there uh, for a while, and every, it, it always gets more depressing. People have stolen all the Joy-Con tops, and the, some of the buttons don't work. But I have extra buttons. I can fix that shit. And yeah. finally today, like someone, it was like a Mythic Quest a week ago. She's like. You need to find James. And like, where's, he's our team leader. And like, where, how can I find James? And like, 
come in tomorrow between 10 and 11. And I did, and no James. Uh, and, oh, and then I just kept trying, like, where is this elusive James? And I found him, like, a week ago. And I gave him my phone number. And he felt, and I went in today, and he felt bad for not calling me back. And he's like, I'll tell you what, this is marked down to 250. I'll give you another uh, 150 off because this thing is in real bad shape. And, like, Damn. I did it. A hundred I- bucks. I, I just love and appreciate you've come full circle. You've acquired an arcade one up the way people used to acquire full arcade cabs, like the beat up yeah. finds at like a garage sale. Yeah. Like that's how you got your arcade one up. I, 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 I can't speak to this with any certainty, but they might be like similar circulation because they're not for everybody. You know, they're big machines that like are hard to find after a while and have limited runs. Uh, I, I got it, but then I just had this beautiful moment where it's raining outside i'm trying to get it out of my car by myself and it's a little unwieldy and um a a guy from a delivery service i don't know if i want to blow up their spot not the brown people that sounded bad yes excuse Uh, me (laughs) that sounded bad (laughs) because he very much was a black guy but he did but not didn't work for ups is that Ah. clearing it up um (laughs) uh he sees he sees uh, me trying to drag this out of my car. He's like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I just uh, got this out of Walmart. It's like an old recreation of an arcade cabinet." It's like, "I love arcade games. My kids would love this thing." And I I don't know what possessed me to do it. Like, I'm having a rough time. If you help me get this in my house upstairs, I am. I bought this to plan on replacing my main cabinet that is two player. I'm going to replace it with this one that is four player. And I can now play all six button fighting games and NBA Jam and Ninja Turtles in the same machine. Um, and I ended up bringing this dude in my house and showing him, and he'd never heard of any of this stuff. So I kind of love like blowing some rando's mind inside my. I invited a stranger in my house for like the first time since the pandemic. And showed awesome. him your most valuable possessions. I did. I did. While you were there I alone, know, I know where It'll he be works very and his route to steal anyway. So, yeah, we exchanged true. numbers. We've been texting. We're buddies now. And I, he's like, my kids would love one of these things. I'm like, well, this is supposed to replace something. So I sold him one of the th- <laughs> I sold him a thing I wasn't using. Didn't quite made it, make a profit on the... I did it again! I, <laughs> I did it again. And I, this guy's like beaming with joy. My kids are going to fucking love this. I'm like, I love that I barely paid anything for this Ninja Turtles now. It's Matt shaking his head. Have you, have you never seen Cable Guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, don't do that. Like, I, it's, it, it's not like that. And besides, like, uh, uh, I'm here all day, and the guy who lived here before was a gun nut who didn't trust no one know how. I just left up all the security shit. We are very protected here. But yeah, like a, a really great... Because mo- I, I, I said more... Like, I sold it to him for like nothing just because... Yeah, I'd rather this... If your kids are going to love it, I'd rather kids fucking play it. Kids haven't been able to play these in months because they're stuck in my house. And yeah, just felt felt good, man. Felt, yeah. I feel, I, did you tell I feel him, did good you say, today. You're not ready for this yet, but your kids are going to love it. Your kids, <laughs> <laughs> your kids are going to love it. Your kids are good. You're not ready for Galaxian yet. Your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> I think it's the opposite. Like your kids are gonna fucking hate Galaxian. Don't show a kid. No, no. Galaxian. I mean, like, um, this is there's even something Galaga. That, what the fuck? I think I think there's something fascinating to a lot of young kids, and you may be able to speak to this more, Matt. Just seeing a video game that takes up this much space that you can really fucking bang on, like like young kids love this shit. Oh yeah, uh, just as much as I did, and that that really like. 
you know, fills me full of the joys and whatnot. Mm. Sorry for being boring. Uh, but, but it, it was a great adventure in, in gaming for me, getting sort of exactly what I wanted. Oh, that this, and it was so sweet because like I, I, I'm in Walmart and the guy's finally selling me this thing and two people walk out and like, yeah, there's this guy who comes in every so often <laughs> trying to buy this. I'm like, in, in my mask, yeah, that's, that's me. Uh, hello. <laughs> um, and he's like, what? You finally got it. I'm so proud. Bring that over here. And you're like, this old man, like, lysol the machine and cleaned it off. Like, I'm so happy you finally got this. You've been asking about this for so long. And, and, and he helped me clean it off. I'm like, this is so cool. And then I get it home and I lift it up and I see dust and I, not a man with a weak stomach, but I cannot escape the idea. I not only bought the display model, I bought the Walmart display model <laughs> from a pandemic. Oh, and when God. I, and when I saw dust and I'm like remembering what dust is made up of, I just went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is definitely some old ass skin right there mm. oh, <laughs> just, oh, oh, it's it's like hundreds of people's 700 days of covid skin uh, that i had to get rid of before i wanted to bring it in the house <laughs> gross you're pretty gross uh, and i'm not blowing up your spot I, it was a good story but i've done this before if you like stories like that, patreon.com slash laser time, this is yeah. what bonus time is. Like, literally, Usually. this is the type of stuff we do on bonus time. Yeah. So uh, This week, yeah. especially with you and Michael, it's reveling and shitting on Space Jam and, and <laughs> all at the same time. It's not um, good. And, and, not and good. one of the weirdest pandemic... A new weird pandemic-related story oh, that yes. I just never thought I would encounter. And, and oh, yeah. one of the... At least Michael's jaw dropped. What? That's going to uh, be the new norm. Your story is going to be the new norm for us. I think so. I, it's I think just it's, new, it's new to me, but it's probably not new to a lot of people. You want to hear the story, folks? Sorry. Patreon.com slash laser time. You get to it yeah. at the $5 or more level per month. You got the you got the Ninja Turtle story for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the meantime, I think our advertisers are getting antsy. So uh, let's set up the top five. The Steam Deck coming out made us want to do something about handhelds all credit to chris for for coming up with the idea Hand, handhelds specifically that failed to challenge nintendo's dominance that could this, not this, crack anywhere near their numbers but were still great this yeah. was a huge took a huge amount of refinement because we were both do we want to do the failingest consoles or the failed consoles that went up against nintendo but it was like nintendo so completely killed every handheld ever for so long like everything looks like a fail failure in this market next to nintendo except I mean, we were for looking one. at the except we were for looking one. at the game sales wiki and it's like the top selling handholds of all time it's all nintendo and it's not even that it's just nintendo there's like one the, other which which the guy said right there's a huge shelf it falls off of where it's like it goes from like <laughs> 30 million sold through to 10 or yeah, not sorry then, 40 million to 10 there's a 30 million drop off between like the worst selling nintendo handheld and then the other guys which we're not saying these are bad systems we're actually yeah. pulling for the little guy yeah. but it's, right and like and some of the more like truly valiant efforts nintendo would eventually steal from in later models but like uh and yeah no one's been able to unseat them even slightly and for the record the worst selling nintendo handheld is the game and watch which still sold better than everything we're about to talk about. <laughs> by, by 30 million. 30 million yeah. units. Although that's a little bit of a cheat because, like, are they combining all the Game & Watches I'm together? Probably, yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Even those, even the those ones Mario the ones they have in Best Buy. Uh, right well, it now. did that. One of the items that was on the list that's not on our list. It was way down. Was the Coleco arcade mini? And I'm like, well, that's like ten different yeah, that, things. Those were those know? were like what, what were they? They were like LED things that were like in front of a, a little uh, piece of plexiglass that is would that, like. Is light that the up? thing? Is that the they thing were being... no? They were the little tiny tabletop arcade. Is that the things. thing that, that the Gremlins are playing? The Donkey Kong version? <laughs> like, do they play in Gremlins? Yeah, it looks well, like I... a tiny arcade game with like little tiny joysticks. They were popular yeah. in the the early eighties. I remember them. Someone yeah. brought one. I saw one once when someone brought it to elementary school. I used to see when... some Pac-Man. Pac-Man was the most common one do, that people had. And, do we yeah. want to say the one that was able to actually challenge Nintendo's dominance because we're it, not going to talk about it on the, the top list? five? It is not on the list. Greg, what do you think What do you think the handheld was? To uh, the most successful not... non-Nintendo handheld. We're not counting smartphones, right? Right. Yeah. No, no. Uh... I know you can guess this because we've, we've basked in its glow and seen its presence known yeah, not necessarily ba- in this country greg we basked huge basked in, in, its, in its basket in its lcd it's huge in europe glow. there's a, there's a for in you. its glow wait what was it lcd that? What was glow the lcd glow tiger handhelds no no no, no. too Think much of were those included in any of the data you saw? Because I'd wonder. Because yeah. I feel like those were <laughs> actually really popular. Well, it, it, yeah. If you don't know, those are out now in Targets. You can Ugh. rebuy those. Ugh. I had like a bajillion of those. They're that, terrible. Like I don't, I don't get the nostalgia for those. We thought those Either. sucked even in the eighties. Yeah, those yeah. were awful back then. Like, yeah, it's like it's like yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's like the the video games they hand detainees. Like, <laughs> Those were a, like literally in my mind a level above the water ring game where you mm-hmm. press the button and it shoots the rings into the little you know what I'm talking. I'm trying about. not to make this hard on Greg. Greg, remember so when wait, we worked? It, it was we a, worked it at a, was big in Europe. Yep, yes. and was, Japan, and Japan, mostly uh, Japan, mostly Japan. Uh, that sounds like none other than the uh, Sega Nomad. Actually, I don't think that even came out in Japan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, then why can't you oh, get the, this? <laughs> wait, oh, the PSP. Yes. There you yes. Go. yes. So the PSP, yeah, according so. to the sales figures that you sent around, Chris, did not outsell the 3DS or the DS, but it did outsell the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, because the DS and 3DS are like in the top three Nintendo handhelds ever made. So like by those standards, the PSP failed. But mm-hmm. by every other handheld ever made, the PSP ate all of their lunches and dinners and breakfasts and brunches and fourth meals yep. and everything. I just thought of this. I was I was literally this week cleaning out some stuff because I was selling some, some old games in an old system, and I found a little Lucy in the drawer. Uh-oh. You guys see what I'm holding up here? Uh, a UMD, UMD NFL Street 2. For, I don't know how I ended up with NFL Street 2 on UMD, but I had while, it right here. I had UMDs just like falling out of every drawer, every <laughs> shelf. Like they're just, they they bred. I swear to God. You'd put yeah, them in I a drawer I, and like four more would come out. I had a, guys... a, a spindle that you would hold a hundred burnable CDs in mm-hmm. yes. that was filled with loose UMDs. <laughs> oh my God. I think I just had to throw them out. Yeah. <laughs> Have you checked on your old PSPs lately, by the way? Because the batteries have yeah. started to yeah. go in a fire hazard now. Because they're yeah. all yeah. Well, I noticed that. Like, why? Why won't the the battery door close? And then I pulled it off. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this thing is bulging. What the fuck? Is it going to explode? Yeah. <laughs> and I have. I'm. I'm. I'm proud to say. I don't feel the need to be a gaming historian, and I don't care one bit. It is one of my. It is one of my least favorite portables, uh, because it did. It didn't behave very portably. It made a bunch hmm. of PlayStation 2 experiences I could take on the go with bad save hmm. points, horrible checkpoints, 
horrible battery life, a full voice acting so I can really feel this thing like vibrating in my hands on the bus. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think I think that's one key element of why Nintendo handhelds have been successful that other people forget. Like you have to actually make portable gaming experiences. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Nintendo's always been pretty good. Well, in the like, let's say the last four handhelds of theirs of like having instant suspend states and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit, I'm at my stop. Got to turn it off and then I'll yeah. be able to pick up later. Whereas the PSP was like a fucking process, dude. Yeah. It's like, let, let the disc drive start to spin up with my UMD so I can get yeah. to where I need to in the game. <laughs> it felt real weird. And if I, I'm, I'm so glad I live in a world where I don't have to understand what ad hoc Wi-Fi means ever again. <laughs> it was so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's get into this. Top five handhelds that challenged Nintendo and failed, but we love them anyway. Right after this. Folks, you might have heard us talk about Manscaped and the importance of male grooming before. Well, now that summer is upon us and the clothes are starting to come off, it's more important than ever to give yourself a little boost of confidence and look your personal best by taking care of some of that stray body hair. Some of it down there. Since it's so hot, you might even want to trim things a bit shorter than usual. And when you do, take it from two guys who have learned the hard way, more than we care to admit, you want to be sure you're doing so safely, especially when trimming the hair down there. And that is where Manscaped can help. It may be a scorcher out there, but it's time to bundle up in here. With Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, a.k.a. the GOAT of ball trimmers. GOAT! Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold on to your goodies. Their fourth generation Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunctional on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? In the shower or in the wild, and from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball fro, the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes not those delicate holes you sickos your ear and nose holes uh, once you're done grooming you seal the deal with manscaped's delightfully scented liquid formulations before heading outside use crop preserver ball deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat then after trimming the lawn and whacking your weeds give your beach balls a boost with crop reviver there are a few things as refreshing as a little spritz from the crop reviver Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort in boxers to another level and get 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code LASERTIME, one word, LASERTIME, at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and the weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. We're back to talk about what? Handhelds uh, that... Hand- Nintendo failed. smited! Mm. Yeah, handhelds that failed that 
we wished would have been bigger, I guess. Yeah, they tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it didn't really matter. Oh, my God. Did, really? Did you? Uh, <sighs> I did that. I went there. I feel like I'm doing my Beat Saber workout <laughs> on this podcast. All right. Let's begin with <laughs> number five. We know what it is. All right. This sounds like this sounds like that American Psycho card meme where the (laughs) the music cranks up to like the the meme sonic noise, but it's just a Game Gear. Ah. It sounds like. The Game Gear, because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a little bit of an off-brand Sonic. That That's Green Hill Zone, but not yeah. quite the Green Hill Zone yeah, we know. That's, that's Green Hill Zone for Sonic the Hedgehog, which was the Game Gear's biggest selling point. It was not as fast as the Genesis Sonic, and it didn't have the cool loops, but it was still a Sonic game. It feels like a Sonic game. It sounds more or less like a Sonic game. And Game Gear debuted a little bit after the Game Boy, first in 1990 in Japan and hit hit uh, America in 1991, so a couple couple years after Game Boy. But it had what Nintendo didn't, which was of course color, a color and, screen, and it yeah. really played that up in its ads. <laughs> Mario Land better than anything on Game Gear. Mm-hmm. Isn't that uh, Ethan Suplee? Yes. In that commercial. All right. Color. Hey, there's an easier way to get color. Get a Game Gear, the full color portable with over 150 games, like the new Echo, Mortal 2, and Sonic Triple Trouble. Sega. Mortal 2. That's right, brother. There's an easier way to get color, brother. You just got to take the razor blade and you just go right there at the top of your forehead. Right? <laughs> you Do it the easy way, not the hard way. way so that th- wayward elbow. That that ad I just played was, yes, actor Ethan Supley when he was young before Mallrats and My Name is Earl, sitting on a park bench playing Mario Land, sees a dead squirrel, hits himself in the face with it, and then sees colors because he just got a, a concussion. It's a good ad. Why didn't he already see colors? Uh, not on, on the on screen. The, not on the Game Boy. <laughs> he had to be seeing them flashing in front of his eyes gotcha. before he was. Gotcha. Yeah. But, but he wasn't understand. in the new Space Jam movie because, as uh. people pointed out, like when he hands him the Game Boy in the movie, it's in black and white. And then for some reason in the montage they play behind young LeBron, it's in it color. It turns in the color. Yeah. You know, he couldn't see that magic eye either. He has. He That's has true. Good true. Problems. Yeah. It's not a schooner, you fucking moron. <laughs> uh, it's. I can't uh, see magic eyes, so I can't blame you for that. You have to relax your eyes. Mm. Uh-huh. I've never been able to see them either. <laughs> but that, that was back when every game advertisement had to be like a fucking milk and cheese comic. Mm. Just that yeah. everything was like violent and gross, Man. and lots uh, of jump cuts. I, I was looking stock footage. Spoiler for VG for uh, VGA thirty twenty ten games. I was looking up like what's the first Game Boy commercial, and one of the first I found is like it's for Activision. Dude's playing Spider-Man during a proctology exam and is like too busy to look at too busy to like listen to his doctors because he's playing his portable machine like this era did suck. I forgot about that. I was going to say all 100 percent of my memories of the Game Gear at the orthodontist. (laughs) <laughs> There's some truth to that. That's how they and, would do and, that and, to call children so they could put them in braces. Yeah, and, and that's that's something that should have been illegal because I remember begging my parents. They would advertise on like Fox Kids, come in and get braces and get a free Game Boy or a Game Gear. They, that would be 
part oh, of the we, incentive to like we didn't start up get a, a Game Gear. They let us play it while they were. Oh no no! Uh, one, of the, one of the guys was like giving Game Boys to kids in exchange for like you know multi-payment orthodontic. Gear. Yeah, I was gonna say he's charging you thousands of dollars yeah. for braces. Yeah, yeah, but just oh man, I wanted to let me get braces, mom and dad. Come on! <laughs> and of course that's, they did. That's like banks throwing in a toaster way back in the day. It's like yeah, they're they're gonna make a lot of money off you in interest, but hey, you got a cheap old toaster. So. Mm-hmm. I know. I love that now with just being an adult like uh change your wireless plan and get free disney plus like it's six dollars a month right yeah. like fuck you like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna spend three hundred dollars <laughs> more right now to yeah. save 100 in a year eat my dick but the so the the game gear not <laughs> not only fun. had color had something else the game boy didn't which was a backlight backlight and because of this it had about three hours of battery life per six batteries i never had one but i remember a friend of ours did and was just always complaining like yeah i would just chew through batteries like nothing like you think it's awesome and then you have to keep replacing the batteries constantly i never had one but i I borrowed one i borrowed one for like two weeks and my memories of it are playing like like charging an iphone now like playing with a short cord at the edge of a couch because it needed to be plugged in at all times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. My, my nomad memory, Greg, was... I remember my dad... <laughs> Can we stop and get batteries again? Yeah, like, yes, all six of my nomad batteries are dead in like 30 minutes. <laughs> it will not make a trip to, to, to central Georgia from North Florida. The, the nomad uh, was kind of cool because it like took full-size Genesis cards. Looks ridiculous. In it <laughs> looks ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, it, it also comes with a power brick. It's the same exact one that you would use for yeah. Genesis. Or at least but it, but it was a Genesis. It's you, yeah. It had a second controller port. You can hook it up to a TV, which like... Every, every one of these other things, there was all these other doohickeys you had to add to do that. But mm-hmm. Game Gear, my, why I wanted it the most, um, in the whole, was one of the reasons I love portables, is because my parents didn't like me to have video games and were very against the idea of me having a TV in my room. Mm-hmm. And they launched very specifically with like the TV tuner. You will be able to watch television over the air, which oh, yeah. at the time was exciting, kids. I can I can watch Batman sixty six and Fat Albert reruns uh, right here on my Game Gear. There's probably a really great horror movie and like plugging in a Game Gear TV tuner and actually finding something. I believe very quietly the last over the air signals died last week. Ooh. Oh, really? I thought that well, was like ten years ago. Every TV station was required to retro to, to do that years ago yeah but they were still some of them were still broadcasting but now they were legally required to shut those off hmm. i and see yeah they so were there's, required there's, to broadcast in digital which de- didn't mean they couldn't also broadcast yeah in and, well, and, and shit there's that do you remember being able to find tv stations on your radio no what sometimes yeah vaguely. yeah on, on the low end of your dial you could usually find like a network i used to listen yeah i used to deliver chinese food and listen to cbs sitcoms and survivor in my car uh, I know on walkie-talkies you could pick up some fast food uh, places like that, that had a radio signal oh God. that you could fuck with like mm. <laughs> the drive-throughs like that but, sounds but, yeah like but Game Gear wasn't like as much as we want to give Xbox One shit wasn't just offering you games but the idea of portable television which at the time there was like only the Sony Watchman which yeah. was a very expensive device one of the most I have one that I that doesn't work anymore but it's a it's like a DLP, a projection screen of a black and white image um, wow. using over-the-air technology. But yeah, if you look it up. The Game Gear, it, it's a hilarious looking picture. It's a game cartridge that 
is also looks like a radio, but that's to get TV stations. It's neat. Neat. Why do you guys think the Game Gear wasn't a bit bigger success? Because like the color thing was very alluring. As I a have game. a theory. I have a theory. Okay. Uh, the, the it's one of the most well supported machines I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't. It was. It, it is a ton of ports. All that that all that reviewed worse yeah, than their console that counterparts. My yeah. But like, uh, I think it tried to make people make the choice between like, imagine being a kid and like, I want Mortal Kombat too. I'm like, you get one. Do you want it on Genesis or Game Gear? I'm like, no, two <laughs> buttons, portable. Yeah. Uh, I better go with the Genesis one. And, and and then I think if you look at the Sonic games after that, they're like wildly different than the console counterparts. They really made it a point to like, these are different fucking games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But more in, focused in the beginning, on platforming and puzzle solving and less about yeah, In the speed. beginning, going through going through all those game ads, like almost every game had a Game Gear counterpart. It's, it's very weird. And I yeah. think NES games in particular were... Uh, easy to port there or people who still had like NES technology lying yeah. well around. I mean it, the, the Game Gear was basically a handheld version of the Master System which was mm-hmm. Sega's competitor to the NES so and, and that looked the games for Master System looked better than NES games so like here's a handheld that looks better than the NES going up against the Game Boy and still somehow losing which is yeah. crazy even, even though it had a version of this game Shinobi? Streets of Rage 2. Uh, Le- oh, wow. Le- Legend of Kaga. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Game Gear was super impressive, but i that's what I remember in my life. It was always like making a choice. Do I want to get a Super Nintendo or a Game Gear? I'm like, fucking Super Nintendo. Yeah, I think, I think it was a similar choice for Sega. Like, do we want to support Game Gear or Genesis? Do we want to support Game Gear or 32X or Sega CD? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little, it gets a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but by all, by all accounts, is a valiant little system, and the people who I knew who had one loved it and still did. Like competent ass games, uh, great first party lineup, great third party lineup, and um, that TV tuner, baby, that TV tuner. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, you could watch Night Court in your room. God damn it! Do we know what the price, thing. like the difference in price, was between that and the? It was significant. In the Game Boy. Well, the the Game Boy debuted for like ninety bucks, and the Game wow. Gear was one hundred and fifty. So yeah, that's oh, a big, big time. So difference. yeah, that's a, that's a big part of it. The battery life was another big part because you yeah, know. yeah. I also wonder if maybe the screen wasn't better enough because I remember it being super blurry. Mm. Playing in the orthodontist chair, just being like playing a Sonic and Could have been barely Novocaine. able to tell what's going on. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like you got to go fast, but like I don't. <laughs> they call them the blue blur, right? But it's mm-hmm. not supposed to be literal. <laughs> yeah. Why always hear the blurs of Green Hill Zone? But it, yeah, like I, I, I always wanted to get a Game Gear, but it always fell to other gaming priorities in my child world. Yeah, and it was it was too expensive. A pr- I can have three games for the price of one of these. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with the three games. I mean, I've also heard lots of people who did have Game Gears going like, "Game Gear fucking sucks, man." It's like the worst mm-hmm. versions of all those games. Like, That's what I had heard is the library yeah. because yeah, they were it was so port heavy. It's like yeah, it's the worst version of that game. I'd rather just play this on Genesis. You know, like yeah, I think. When- I think like with Nintendo systems, maybe their secret sauce is they do they do some ports, you know, and they have like, oh, this is this version, but 
They also have like original series that are just on their handhelds, which is weird to say now because Switch, you know, is like, yeah, it's both. But like, if you think about things like Elite Beat Agents, right? Like that's only on their handheld system and stuff where there's, there's basically killer apps that you need their handheld to play versus like, yeah, if this is just porting the Genesis games, but worse, I'll just stick with my Genesis. Thank you very much. Didn't in Wario debuted on Game Boy, right? And like, I think didn't so. Kirby yeah, also. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kirby as as a white man, and they took it away from us. <laughs> look, look for more on my Infowars show. Ah, gross. <laughs> uh, I think it's probably time to move ahead too. <laughs> Number four. Eight bit surf it, rock. What could this be? Uh, it's it's probably. I, I feel like I know what it's not. Okay. It I know what it is. It, it, uh, this was the first color screen competitor oh, it's be to the, the Game Lynx, Boy. Then. Yeah. So this is that Lynx. is California Games on the mm-hmm. Lynx. Here's a commercial starring fucking Toby McGuire. Hey, Mr. Block, can I go to the bathroom? Two minutes. Pizza time. from Atari, the color video game you can get away with. Well, sometimes. Yeah, I love that ad because he pulls it out of like this, what is obviously a huge custom pocket, <laughs> this gigantic <laughs> thing, and then like, yeah, is yeah, this is the second most fun you can have on a toilet in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where was that marketing? Uh, uh, like, like I, I, I've said that on another show, but um. I'm not proud of this, but I, I played this the most compared to other builds because a friend who lived down the street got grounded and to hide this from him, his mother gave it to my mother and she agreed to give it to me as long as I not tell little Kevy. And so I played a ton of links for like three months while this bad kid <laughs> did whatever he did. Uh, I had it for a re- I like bought, I had it so long I bought games for it. Mm. But, uh, I didn't have a game system in my room. So I played a, a, an absolute ton of this feeling what I know now like a scab. I, <laughs> this poor kid, I didn't support this kid at all. I crossed the picket line and I, I picked up this, this game and I just started playing away like it was my job. Because it was, because it was cool. This thing had kind of an interesting history in that, like, it not only was it not actually developed by Atari, it mm-hmm. technically predated the Game Boy because it was the production on it started in like or, or work on it started in 1986. Crazy. And but that, but that when Atari was like in pretty significant turmoil, or at least split between two or three companies at that point. Yeah, but it was it was actually started by a company called Epix. Which mm-hmm. did California games and had a ton of hits in like the wow. Apple II, Commodore sixty four era. That explains a lot. They 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 led with California games when it came to the links. Oh yeah, like, it, yeah, absolutely. Oof. And and it was built by a couple of Amiga designers, and uh, they were trying to shop it around and sell it in nineteen eighty seven. And no no takers. Nintendo and Sega didn't want it. They finally found a partner in Atari. 
And by the time Atari, like the, all the paperwork had been signed, Epics basically fell apart, went bankrupt, and Atari was left as the sole owner of this thing and uh, <laughs> put it into production, even though it was complete a couple years before the Game Boy hit the market. It came out, I think, two months after the Game Boy did at more than twice the price. It was $179.99 introductory. For that, you got a color backlit system that was, I think, the first to have like different orientations. You could flip a switch and play it left-handed. That's how I, I like to think about it. You could flip it upside down. Mm -hmm. Very few games required all the four buttons, so you could... Yep. Yeah, I don't require I remember any of the controller until like the adaptive Xbox one that, that like yeah play left handed. Can I can right. I quickly interject here? Real sure. Quick. As, as as perhaps the show's only left hander. Mm -hmm. No, I uh, have to. Lefties don't. Okay, then Greg can vouch with me here. Like we don't control with our right thumb. We still use the left stick to move the guy. Like there is no left handed. You controls. do We've because you don't know the difference. This. You're saying that like there's no left handed guitar players. I play guitar left-handed, and I can tell you, I've never once said, "Oh, it feels more natural to hold this controller the other I, way." It, it's a BS marketing thing. I, it is I, well, not. I, I did know a guy in high school who was left-handed and actually would play arcade games with his hands crossed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, what's his name? Seth. Because I know Killian's it. Weird ass <laughs> cross-handed method. Yeah. I believe <laughs> that there's a market for anything like that. Because <laughs> yeah, I agree. But like. Uh, I don't know. It was still also kind of early days, so maybe they figured, like, if we tell people this is a good thing for lefties to have, then mm -hmm. maybe it will I mean, be. I'm not, I'm not ar I can't argue with you, Matt, but I, I do wonder, like, if somebody built a left-handed controller this early in video gaming, maybe we would see other options. Yeah. I mean, games for years have had, under the control options, like, left-handed mode, and I always just laughed. I'm like, I don't know anyone who would I mean, I've seen I've way. seen people, I remember early on when I worked in offices, there were some people who would put their mouse on the other side. And yeah, even that sure. feels funny to me, because I, I use yeah. my right hand with, yeah. for my mouse. Um, this had another orientation. You could play it vertically. Vertically. Which that's came, more interesting. Cool. came in yeah. handy for games like this. Gotta down be done. Well. It's gotta be what? <laughs> down well. <laughs> that just oh is God. made to look like a, a link. Doodle jump. <laughs> I mean, you're close. It's a Gauntlet to the Third Encounter, oh. which was okay. not actually Gauntlet Three, but it's like here's a Gauntlet game where you can play as iconic characters like the Wizard, Valkyrie, Android, Nerd, Punk Rocker. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and Nerd. what it, awesome. it's interesting to watch it being played because it looks like a gauntlet game, like classic top-down 2D gauntlet game. But then there's like two little windows off to the side. One is it's just like listing your health, ammunition, whatever. The other is like a first-person view where you don't see the maze, but you will see like if you're facing a monster, there will be like a monster sprite in that little window relative to where you are. So like if there's something off screen and you're facing it, you can see like, oh, there's a monster. There's a key. There's a potion. I should go over there and get that. And and it's real weird when monsters start swarming because you'd see a bunch of scorpions or ghosts or whatever crowding around that, that tiny little window. And it's like, what the fuck was this even for? Why? Just make the a slightly vertical, bigger screen. <laughs> the vertical mode's so cool, though, because that would be great for, like, uh, sh a lot of shmups, you know, that are, like, the vertical scrolling shmups. Like, it took until 
I think Jeremy Parrish had to like lobby and work with some company for the Switch to have like that vertical I, rotation I think he, he control grip. Yeah, yeah, it's like like more people should do that because pinball games way better yeah. with the vertical screen. Like that should be something handhelds like consider at yeah. least. And and but th- this system, it, it's very did a but lot they did of cool tech things. You can at the see time. you can see the marketing. There's commercials with kids holding it. Like they're holding a fucking dowsing rod, or like they're, <laughs> they're about to beat you to death with their links. Uh, yeah, yeah. But th- but this system did a lot of cool stuff that was sort of ahead of its time. Like, and I think because of its roots, roots with like Epics and the Amiga guys, versus like if Atari just would have developed this thing. But it's like it apparently had like a hybrid chip that did eight bit and sixteen bit. Like there were two chips in there. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, it did. Not mode seven, but the same stuff as mode seven, where it can like, it could actually my, manipulate the pixels. My know, two like... favorite games on the system were Scrapyard Dog, which is like Pac Man, Pac Land, eight bit as eight bit as the things come. Little kid who throws cans in a junkyard, and then there's the Batman Returns game, hmm. which at this point was out on a bunch of. The, it's my favorite version of Batman Returns. It's it's fucking beautiful, kicking the shit out of clowns underneath a. Whatever, whatever Gotham's, <laughs> whatever Gotham's uh, Radio City equivalent is, uh, their Christmas tree. I loved it. I loved it so much. It's still my favorite Batman version of Batman Returns, and it's yeah. very pretty. But like, I would interchange them. I'm like, these games don't look the same at all. Uh, yeah, they're they're night and day. Use it. Oh, it, it, is, it is. I think it's the first uh, handheld to get significantly redesigned and like optimized. Yeah. It, it they pulled like a a mid-generation upgrade. Yeah. The, uh, the the Lynx 2 was like that's what they called it internally. I don't think publicly they called it the Lynx 2, but it was like Yeah, I think it just became the new Lynx, but it's yeah. it's lighter, better battery power and all that shit. Little but little like, chunkier, uh, but but smaller overall. Mhm. So. Mhm. And that's what but I yeah, ridiculous for to, for Toby McGuire to pull it out of his pocket. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> but this was another one like the Game Gear. It's like color screen, backlight. It, yes, it costs more than than the Game Boy, but it's like yeah, you kind of look at it and go, why why wasn't it bigger and more popular? It was like, not bad. The battery life was a was still bad, but slightly mm-hmm. better than the Game Gear. It was like an hour. I played or two it mostly longer. in my room instead of on the go, and like I don't have a lot of. I have more complaints about the Game Gear than I do about the Link. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the, the 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 Lynx was at least like it had it, if you liked California games, which I did not, um, <laughs> it, it was the better version. Uh, it had a couple of games that were just like this is a really good portable version of that game. Like I said with Batman Returns, yeah. It also had like the cartridges were almost completely flat, uh, yeah. except later when they developed kind of like a little lip to help you pull it out. But uh, I said I said they looked like fingernail clippings. Yeah. Like they're, they're, <laughs> well, they're roughly that thickness. Like it's yeah. it's weird, and th- to think they did this, they did they designed this in the eighties. This came out in the early nineties. Really, that's amazing. Yeah, it looks like when I would grow up my toenails and still wear shoes, which I haven't done in like a year. Yeah, links. I I'm tipping my hat to the links. I like the links a lot. Well, when you, when you read kind of why Atari stopped supporting it, it's so sad because it's like, oh, they decided to turn their efforts to the Jaguar, and you're like, God. Damn the Atari Jaguar! Like, but just the, like, like this is those two systems are all you have. Like, were you gonna name all your systems after big cats? I yes. think they um, were. Yes, it, I believe and they, they were. And they <laughs> it's gonna be their Ooh. thing. It was very nice. Tiger at the time. Oh, that was probably yeah, the <laughs> oh. Atari Ocelot. Yeah. 
<laughs> Did they have Trevor McFur in the Crescent Galaxy, or was that 3DO or something else? I forget. That is the question people would pose to a Wiki Pares. Yeah, Wiki Pares doesn't around. know he's posing the question. <laughs> and Why don't you shame him in the comments, <laughs> fucking nerds? <laughs> Todd's Adventures in Slime World. I see oh, that yeah. here on the Wiki. Yeah, I, I remember that mainly as like you know reading an EGM write-up oh. that said like many ways to die and it just had like all these screenshots of like you can be melted you can be eaten and <laughs> in many ways it was the dark souls of its time yeah it, well there was back just a lot day, of death animations for different back in the day when i worked with michael at, at, at games radar we had this bold idea we were going to take as much time as we needed and we were going to come up with the best games on every platform i remember pushing this i don't know if it was my idea but i pushed it real hard mm-hmm. like we should do this and and then for like for like Nintendo and PlayStation, there's like, we're in a boardroom, feelings get hurt, arguments are had, uh, like, like people don't talk to one another for months afterwards. And then the links in the Game Gear come up and just like, did anybody play this at all? <laughs> and someone's just like, Todd's Adventure, I remember our boss is like, Todd's Adventures in Slime World is probably the best links game. And we're just like, Anybody else? <laughs> uh, like, no. Sure. Um, no. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Well, it was, it was like, say. it probably would have been a Metroidvania, except I don't think you had to, like, find power-ups to access new areas. It was just, like, it's a big maze with a bunch of puzzles. Yeah, I remember and... I figured out how to emulate it and play it, mm-hmm. and, like, I guess this is, like, it is a kind of game I don't remember playing anywhere else. If you play this in the links, mm-hmm. I can see why you would remember it. But, uh, fuck Todd. I, I do think I found one reason this might have failed. Um, so, apparently... After Atari stopped supporting it, this game had kind of had a big homebrew scene. And I'm reading here on the wiki, uh, the first game with a save game feature was done by homebrewers. And I'm like, oh shit, they didn't have save oh, games in any yeah, of these prop- portable games. They're like, so that would be thin, bad. man. Because yeah. remember at that time, like, you had, like, Nintendo was using batteries. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking. Even watch batteries. Remember like, passwords? Yes. But, like, yes. The cartridges were using batteries, and, like, there was no room for that on any Lynx cartridge. It's yeah. so thin. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, passwords would have worked there. Michael, that's a good solution. But yeah, like... No, it's literally not a good solution. <laughs> it was what we had, damn it. Yeah, people would <laughs> either play things all the way through or usually not. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. But but Ooh. for a portable game, that's the thing, is you need a way to pick that game back up from some place in the middle of that game, hopefully. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah. guess I'm sitting down to play this... Uh, what's it? Todd. Play Todd's Adventure. Todd is in Slime World. Fucking Todd. Why would you sit down to play that when you could sit down to play this? Number three. Adventure Island. Uh, Close. It is by Hudson. Is this Bonk's This is Bonk's Adventure. Oh fuck! Ah, I knew that I sounded like some good shot music right there. That was some awesome yeah. like background shot that's, music. That's on uh, the Turbo Express, mm-hmm. which is one of my personal mm-hmm. favorites. It was basically a handheld Turbo Graphics 16. It would play all the same games. It was backlit, and yeah, it was fantastic and incredibly expensive, and no one had one. It debuted for two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. I, I, I remember I looked that up last time we talked about it, and it was like the equivalent of like six hundred dollars now. Yeah, yeah. But but it is it is the Nomad for the Turbo Graphics 
uh, 16 about like a little over a year after the Turbo Graphics is out in America. Yeah, it's, so, yeah, so it's fucking confusing. December 1990, Turbo Express comes out, and uh, wow, yeah, and it's it's a glorious little machine again, very expensive, and it's mm. like, well. You were either going to buy a Turbo Graphics or this, or more likely neither of them, <laughs> because <laughs> who in yeah. the U.S. like the, the the it was based on the PC Engine, which was hugely successful in Japan, had no penetration over in the U.S., uh, no recognizable games or franchises. You're going to run out and spend a bunch of money to play JJ and Jeff, really? Well, and yet, like when I was like, the best radio DJs in Latvia, I have no idea why they're. But like I, I bought Genesis early. I was like a Genesis early adopter, and when I was choosing, I was choosing between a Genesis and a TurboGrafx sixteen at the time. Like to me, it it burned very bright for like a year or two, and then I think NEC must have run out of money or something for advertising. Like they very quickly, I was happy with my genesis choice over that turbo graphics i'm like oh there's no more new games for that thing but like i wonder if it might have been your location you're, you're the only one of us um i believe who was in california right during when you were a kid and that was where they were and i i, I love reading if you read never read the oral history of like the, the launch of this thing like it was uh the same way nintendo may have slow launched in new york the turbo graphics did in california mm-hmm. I, I that could have been it. I mean, I literally remember the in cap display in my Toys R Us where the Turbo Graphics was had featured placement and it was you know locked behind glass. Like here is the system like on display. Like ooh, and the launch lineup for Turbo Graphics looked amazing at the yeah, time. Sure. But I just kind of ended up going with Genesis because I think to Michael's point, I at least recognized more of the game brands on Genesis. Like mm-hmm. oh yeah. Mm-hmm heard of shinobi you what know. do you have against air zonk and, <laughs> and also i couldn't air find zonk any is fantastic air zonk great. is great if you have a cd which the turbo express could not connect to but uh <laughs> i i did find a commercial for this it it seems to be in an ad for their whole turbo graphics brand and it's yeah. about as bad and 90s as any of these get uh it's just like us and like showing cool games them and it's just like oh here's an old victrola that's meant to represent nintendo i guess but uh anyway here we go are you one of us 16-bit graphics or one of them 8-bit us cd game sound them not worse than hitler us turbo express portable Okay. Buy TurboGrafx-16 now and get one say. of 38 selected games free. Well, bro, I'm from California. And then them doing math problems while molesting kids. <laughs> I think we solved the mystery of why gamers are so tribal. And yeah, it's, it's, who would have thought Wars gaming would have a gatekeeping problem? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of them, eight bit graphics. But but even even look back like yeah, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. I'm like, oh yeah, no, they started the console war. Yeah, we just fucking absolutely. signed up to fight on their in their armies. Like what yep. the fuck? Yep, exactly. There's nothing else quite like that. I can't remember any sort of bland loyal or bland brand loyalty that <laughs> bled over into uh, schoolyard arguments and fights. Turbo graphics was bland loyalty for mm-hmm. sure, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> You're not one of the cool kids. You're stuck playing a twenty six hundred. Yeah. I mean, I don't think people uh, nowadays would believe it unless you were growing up. But like, if you 
find one you of the first You can't play hide and seek with us because you have a PS5. If like, you find one of the first imagine. issues of like EGM or something, like Turbo Graphics and the Turbo Express, like they, they were buying all the advertisements and stuff like that. Like yeah. those, you would have thought they were more popular. Well, that's what I was trying to say to you. Were. Like, I never saw them in the wild. Um, whereas you clearly did with the kiosk. Like, I never saw I the Express that. in the wild. I only saw the TurboGrafx-16. No, we didn't see that either, but we knew it existed. But, like, have you heard of the TurboGrafx-16? It's called 16 because it's got 16-bit graphics. And then somebody would, in the back, with no fucking, uh, uh, with, with, with no manpower or, or, or will, would be like, you're actually the Genesis does 16-bit. Shut up, Tony. Yeah. No, it's talking <laughs> yeah. to you. And, uh, you could take the C button and shove it up your ass, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I chose Tony because everyone I've known in my life named Tony is very commanding. <laughs> I, I mean, you're, you're Italian. I'm assuming you know Tony Tony Wilson, yes. Yeah. Tony Soprano. Uh, my cousin Tony, my uncle Tony, my aunt Tony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, this also had a TV tuner. For yep. If you could afford the base system, you could probably also afford that. And it was also the only way to play, uh, well, at least the best way to play this game on the go. Spider House. Lu Luigi's Mansion. Yes, Luigi's Mansion, uh, where he gets buff and puts on a hockey mask and kills people. Or oh, monsters. don't... Michael, Michael. I, I did only want to say, like, Greg, Greg how, how knowledgeable are you about the Friday the 13th series? The movies? Uh, yeah. A little. I've seen... Actually, I've only seen one and the remake, and that's it. That is not good. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> in Friday the 13th Part 6, which... What year would that have been? Like, the, the, somebody's killed playing a giant uh, portable console with a cartridge in it. And I remember Dave and I were watching it and like, what the fuck is that? Mm. We never bothered to look it up. But, like, it's it's something I don't recognize at all. Wow. But it's a big, giant portable system well, that you just like, like you we have know to get to the bottom of this sucked. right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe. I wanted to say, I want to say it was six. 1986 was Friday the 13th Part 6. What, 1986? Yeah. Shit. So that's like that's like the planning period for the links. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It probably was just something they mocked up or 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 they had like a prototype like you're put it in your movie. There were portable a lot of portable games but usually they didn't have cartridges cuz that you just buy one game forever. No, I found a yeah, blog I think you're onto something. Okay. Oh, yeah. So this is wait. Well, there's one in part they're saying Friday the 13th part 2. But Part 2. It could be part 2. Something called the Bradley Microvision? Is that what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought we looked it up once, and it's like I, it was so unmemorable I couldn't bring it up. But uh, oh, you know. okay, yeah, no, I've seen these things. It's a Milton Milton Bradley. Oh, yeah. oh it's that Bradley. It just and, oh, wait, and the world read the word Milton. The world moves oh, yeah, so right. slowly. <laughs> I guarantee that thing launched with like two games, and like, let's not overwork ourselves. First year, two games, and then we'll we'll come back to it next it, year and see how we're doing. It probably just had the one game. It was <laughs> probably just like I'm looking at one called Blockbuster, and it's like I bet this just played Breakout on like a postage stamp size screen. It looks like the games are made out of paper, like it's printing the game for you, dot paper? matrix in real time. Maybe it is oh, it's the wow. original Kindle yeah. screen. That's where they got yeah. the idea. Yeah, paper. All right, we got to scrap the whole top five to account for these stupid things. Let's do uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think we've already named five systems. <laughs> yeah. Any, anyway, uh, Turbo Graphics also had, uh, if you had, if I had a Turbo Express, you could, with an adapter for the Japanese version, play one of the best versions of this game. Music tells me that's impossible. Shit, yeah, that's Sonic the Hedgehog, right? I heard him say Sonic. It's the worst times. version of Guile's theme ever. Yeah, but but like for whatever reason, the PC Engine Street Fighter II Champion Edition was like a huge critical success when it came to Japan, and I think it's oh, right. There's a, a super weird story behind that. I believe it's one of the rarest games ever. Is it? I think so. Huh. Maybe I'm thinking of Tur- the Turbo CD one. Maybe. Maybe. No, no, I'm thinking of something well, I know, else. I know Sorry. Fighting Street came to the U.S. as a Turbo CD game, and it was like the original Street Fighter, but called Fighting Street for some reason. Mm. But then Street Fighter 2. The street itself is Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You it's, are greatest Fighting Street in the yeah. world. Don't forget, try again, kid. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but, but Street Fighter 2 was just a cartridge. It was a Hue card. And like it, there they made a six-button controller for it, but you could play it with the two-button controller. And the way that it worked is kind Whoa. of interesting, in that like, so you uh, hitting select would switch between punches and kicks, and then start what? start button one, button button two would do weak, medium, and fierce attacks. Oh my god, those buttons were not meant to be. Pressed Where were that those? Often. No. <laughs> Whoa, that's terrible. Yeah, but it's the an mushy, interesting workaround. mushy buttons. We should point out this is the first of these we've talked about that has a similar form factor to the Game Boy, which mm-hmm. is like more people mm-hmm. probably should have copied that. Like that became the standard of like right. just that Game, Game Boy was vertically oriented and this is this was too yeah. as opposed to the Game Gear and Lynx. Yeah, yeah, which which if you think now mm-hmm. it's so strange like when you think of like Playing things on your cell phone, either you kind of hold it more like a Lynx or a Game Gear, and even when they have those controllers, you kind of attach to the side. It's very much like that. Yeah, like, my, my my thumbs are huge and dumb, and I only text and holding it vertically. It makes no sense at all. I know it does something else, but it doesn't look as cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This thing, uh, it also had, it had these. The Turbo Graphics was weird, by the way. It had onboard turbo buttons that like you know the kind of shit you would get in like the aftermarket yeah. nintendo controllers of like yeah you can really press the button fast but you... this this also was kind of like a refresh of the first turbo graphic system mm-hmm. like oh yeah you don't need to buy any of those weird ascii pads no. <laughs> we included the turbo exactly it's great but clearly not quite as great as number two That is a terrible sounding but great playing version of Metal Slug on, oh, on uh, the Neo oh, Geo SNK game. Yeah, the Neo Geo oh. Pocket Color. NGP. And yeah, this was one of the more interesting competitors to Game Boy to pop up in ninety nine, I think, and fail almost immediately. It was it was very much the dreamcast of handhelds. It showed mm. up, got a small but devoted following, and then the plug was pulled, but uh, but here's an ad for it. It's here, the revolutionary Neo Geo Pocket Color. With 16-bit power, linked to the Sega Dreamcast. Revolving joystick. 146 color display. Six cool styles. The graphics will blow you away. 
Neo Geo Pocket. Way ahead of the game. I mean, the graphics wouldn't blow anyone away. They were cute. Um, <laughs> and it <laughs> it had a better, an arguably better version of Sonic than the, uh, the Game Gear did. Um, wow. And it, it has a bunch of exclusive Capcom SNK crossover shit. Yes. Which just said to me that, like, Japan was maybe hankering for a alternative to Game Boy. That they they were like because this had a lot of upfront support. We're like, yeah, someone needs to stick it to those Uncle Mario. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's, let's well, try and do something. Well, this was this was fairly cheap when it landed. It was yeah. like seventy dollars in oh, in fucking wow. ninety nine. So like two double A batteries yes. for forty hours of yeah, play. Yeah, it was great. I <laughs> I got one like after I graduated college, and like this is amazing. I fucking love SNK versus Capcom match mm-hmm. the millennium or mark of the millennium whichever one it was uh, that came to that uh, which which was like a weird fantasy for fighting game fans at the time like mm-hmm. we're gonna cross over King of Fighters with Street Fighter for the first time ever and it's gonna be exclusively on this handheld mm-hmm. and weird but uh, well, you know why I think one of the reasons it failed at the time uh, it is similar to the GBA Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason it had that long battery life is no backlight. Yep. Gotta, gotta play but, this thing with environmental light. But as someone who owned both this and the GBA at the time, I can tell you this screen was a lot more receptive to aftermarket lighting than nice. the GBA's was. Like, I had, I had Goddamn a, snake light. a magnifier and a light for it that worked great. And then, uh, yeah, trying to, like, use the snake light on the GBA, it's like, this is terrible. I still can't I see thought- anything. We, we mentioned it. <laughs> In the chat, I hadn't thought about it in years. You get that snake light, and it's like, yeah, now there's like, it looks like an extraterrestrial is beaming down to one center part of my console. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rest of it is lit up great, yeah. but like the the middle, like at least like one fiftieth of it is unusable. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like it looks like the sun anything. has been captured yeah. <laughs> in my thing, and I can't look directly at it. <laughs> I remember I only. I picked up a GBA, like the OG GBA, in my local GameStop, and I was just like, I can't see the screen. I'm No, I'm not going to buy one of these things. And then it finally, when the SB came out, I'm like, I'm getting this. But it's the Neo Geo Pocket Color. You know what it looks like to me, just looking at the picture? It looks like someone tore off the bottom half of a DS. Like hmm. like they ripped the hinge. <laughs> yeah, like, look at, look at this uh, thing. Like, well, I mean, it was, a, it was a neat little system at the time. It had a... In, instead of a D-pad, it had a little clicky thumbstick that felt yeah. great to use. Oh, it did. Okay, yeah. I, that was going to be my question. It looks like shit. So it, as long as it I, felt good. Yeah, it yeah. did not play like shit. It was it was great. The fighting games it had were like the biggest draw, much like the, the its big brother, the actual Neo Geo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just fantastic little machine. I loved it. And one of the reasons that it failed so quickly was because SNK was having a bunch of financial troubles when they rolled it out. Mm-hmm. It ended up going bankrupt and got bought out by a pachinko maker called Aruze. And Aruze decided, yeah, we don't really need to do business in North America and Europe, so what we're going to do is we're going to recall the system and all the games, and uh, they will just disappear from every store overnight, and we are going to reflash them all for resale in Asia. Wow. And as someone who That's had drastic. just just gotten a Neo Geo Pocket Color like a few months before this happened, like I was like I cannot, I literally cannot buy games for it anywhere. They're all gone. <laughs> like not without not without a self addressed stamped envelope. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. 
something. I wonder if part of its failure had to do with the fact that, like, the Neo Geo, like, that brand and their their home system, like, remember, the Neo Geo was never intended to be a home console. Like, they, it was like, they right. had to rent it to places, and then it's like, oh, people want to buy these. So, in my mind, Neo Geo was synonymous with, like, a $600 console yeah. and $200 games. I wonder if I just saw the pocket color and went, oh, that thing's probably 400 bucks. I don't even need to check that out. You know, like, just... just assumed it well, was expensive. Well, it's also it? weird that it's branded Neo Geo if it had all this cross-functionality with the Dreamcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is what I want to know the most about. Yeah, which because there, there were certain games, so um, I think one example is uh, it could transfer data between, if you had like King of Fighters on Neo Geo Pocket and King of Fighters on Dreamcast, like you could attach a link cable and they would talk to each other and you could like transfer over fighter data or unlock characters or stuff like that. Same with uh, Capcom versus SNK on Dreamcast and SNK versus Capcom on Neo Geo I, I Pocket. I reading about it. There's a bunch of content that's like lost to time yeah. because you can't really do it without... And having both of these, I, I learned something the hard way. So I would just leave the link cable plugged into my Dreamcast all the time. And mm-hmm. I got like an, a copy of, I think, NBA 2K1, and it didn't work. And I'm like, well, this mm-hmm. is defective. What the fuck? And I returned it, and I got a new copy and popped in, and it's like, it still doesn't work. What the fuck? And for whatever reason, NBA 2K1 just did not work while that link cable was plugged in. I unplugged it, wow. and it worked fine. I want to know this Michael that not only played sports games, but was willing to return one to try to get another one to play it again. Like, who is this person? (laughs) Well, I I was curious. It's like people kept talking up like, oh, these 2K games are great. Even if you don't like sports games, they're great. And like, it's a sports game. (laughs) It's pretty much (laughs) what I expected. I'm sure it didn't sell well, but like uh, off off, off the top, it was it was position. It was position to sell a little better that's super cheap for 1999 yeah yeah super cheap yeah yeah and and it, it wasn't even necessarily canned due to bad sales it was just like the the new parent company yeah. is just like we don't want to be in this business play more mm-hmm. or whoever yeah are you saying <laughs> the best thing I, I i did is i bought one of those little neo geo mini consoles Mm-hmm. Which you could, I think, like it's the only one with like a screen built into it. You can yeah, play they, it on there. that's that's similar to those ColecoVision. Uh, yeah, mini yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that was a weird but, thing. But I have that somewhere. I think where it's like it's a little handheld system, and it plugs into like a replica of the Neo Geo deck, so you can play it on a TV. But my, I what I was going to say is not as important what you, as what you just said. It plugs into a USB-C cable. Oh, right, yeah. No, the, the new ones. Sorry. Which, which, other than my Switch, makes it my only USB-C cable in my house. And I have many things that now require it. And every time I plug them in, I have to look at, in my opinion, the best worst logo that ever existed, the Neo Geo logo, uh, which is now emblazoned yeah. on the USB. <laughs> With the two little guys, the, like the drama faces, yeah. like the little... Oh, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. I hate the new Neo Geo logo so much. USB-C cable is my my favorite disgrace comedian. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. Yeah, okay, let's move on. Uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color. It was great. It had great Street Fighter. No, great uh, King of Fighters games. Number one. Number one. That's right. Say it again. You're not me. You're nothing like me! <laughs> yeah, that's right. I am me now. I'm not you anymore, see? 
You got those uh, anime gasps. Uh, uh, Persona? Yeah, Persona 4 mm-hmm. on... Oh, the Vita. Uh, the Vita. Vita, yes. A, uh, the PSP may have sold like gangbusters. The Vita did not sell anywhere near as well. I think it's... I, and I think that's the real bummer is that like Sony took... Sony uh, went back up to bat with the best piece of portable hardware I think gaming has ever seen. Until the and, Switch, yeah, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was... Yeah, until the Switch. It, but I love my time with Evita. It's the best system, one of the best systems I've ever owned. Uh, I really liked it. Yeah, I think it was easily the go-to destination for indies until the Switch came along, and when the Switch Mm -hmm. did come along, it kind of, like, timing-wise, it kind of felt like an okay time to pass the torch anyway. So I feel like there was a good chunk of time there where the Vita was really... Uh, and again, we, we kept talking about that. The Vita looks like a failure because it didn't sell as much as the Nintendo Plus. It's been around for like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is one of the greatest touchscreens of all time. I think it has the best controls, control scheme of any portable of all time. Yeah. And it had, you can, and they even added like an infinite amount of buttons on the back. And it, it's also my introduction to OLED, I, which I think is one of the best visual technologies I've ever seen. It's in all of your iPhones. It's in modern televisions. Uh, it's awesome. And, and this is all like 10 fucking years ago. Yeah, and I mean, the production value on some... Like, it was a great place for indies, but then there were yeah. some, like... I don't, I don't know if you call them AAA, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't, maybe double A, Like, high production value, yeah. uh, like, flagship titles. Stuff like Freedom Wars and, like, that Uncharted game. Yeah, Nathan Drake himself was on this. Wait a minute, he mm-hmm. did mention you. Oh, you're the expert on on esoteric books, maps, <laughs> artifacts. Right, like Dante would know what esoteric means. Uh, yeah, and that Uncharted Golden Abyss, like that was a big killer launch title, and until people started playing it and realized, like, oh, this isn't by Naughty Dog, this is by Sony Bend, and it's not quite up to the standard that uh, I didn't know. I got it yeah. for free from PS- the PS Plus program for Vita. Was insane. Oh, that's right. I have all these free games yeah. sitting there that I will never get to play because I never owned a Vita. And you got this and, and Gravity Rush, the best game ever on yes, Vita. Yes, Gravity Rush. Oh, I, I just love listening to Gravity Rush even. Like, did you guys ever play Gravity Rush? I didn't, no. I remember getting into it and not really knowing what to expect. And by the time I finish it, it's like, this is one of the best open world games ever made. This Mm -hmm. is Sony's real answer to Crackdown. Uh, It's just this fantastically fun game where you're playing this girl who can shift gravity. She flies, but it's not that she's flying. It's that you are tilting which way is down for her in the world. And so she can walk upside down on things, but it looks like it's right side up. Um, and, and when she's flying, she's just basically like falling sideways at high speed and she's immune to fall damage. But like it was it was just a hugely fun open world town that you could explore. And like there were all these crystals that you were supposed to find that could power you up. There was all these cool things to unlock different outfits. This is way beyond what any handheld should be able to do. And it got yeah. me so excited. Like, I I am just pumped for what this thing can do with open worlds. And, uh, yeah, just that, 
that promise never quite manifested with anything else. I still remember like being at E3 and like having this developer excitedly showing me like Slife Four Thieves in Time, and he's just like, "Yeah, man, it's the first open world on a handheld. What do you think of that?" And like, have you played Gravity Rush? <laughs> no. What is it? Like, <laughs> sorry, dude. They beat you to the punch. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of my my experience with the Vita, like trying to evangelize the Vita a little bit in, a, in an iPhone world. We're like, why do I need this thing? Um, Nintendo's optimizing everything for portable play. Nintendo had cheaper games. They really mm-hmm. did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they priced them cheaper from to begin with, but the Vita was gorgeous. Uh, too beautiful to exist. And like, I, I feel like I'll be in a hermit 20 years from now. Like, y'all had the Vita and you never respected it. <laughs> I, I think the price now thing you wish was you a portable the, game system. I think the price mm-hmm. thing was the main problem. Is yeah. Yeah. people are conditioned and used to on mobile platform or on portable platforms, you might have slightly lesser experience, but you're going to pay less for that mm-hmm. experience. Versus on the Vita, it's like, well, no, we're giving you basically full powerful console games, yeah. but you're going to pay those full bucks, prices. Bitch. And it mm-hmm. took the Switch to be like, well, this thing can also just be your full home console plugged into your TV, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, I'll pay sixty dollars for your. To me, it's a handheld game because that's how I play my Switch most of the time. But for most of you guys, it's it's your console. Right? I, I can't so. give you some good examples, but um, I played more free-to-play games on Vita because it was really not annoying about free-to-play. Mm. Whereas, like, mm. if you play it on an iPhone, like, you could buy a booster, you're dead. Uh, Cooldown times are a bitch. Like, buy this. And, like, it never did that. And it had versions of those games on I- from iPhone, but it just never... Interrupted the gameplay with with uh, prompts like that. Uh, yeah. I, I would have guessed because of Sony's mandate. Yeah. And, I and- I really wish like there are games literally locked to this system that again I have in yeah. my library and I almost bought one and I should have bought it because I was looking at prices. Do you guys remember the PlayStation TV, which was your yes. way yeah. of playing yeah. Vita games? Mm-hmm. That thing. At one point they were selling them for like twenty dollars, mm-hmm. but I I balked because it's like oh it doesn't play all the Vita games. I wish those I bought are being like sold three. for like. Those are like three hundred dollars now, like Uh, just a PlayStation TV by itself. I mean, I'm I'm lucky enough that I have one that I almost never play, but like you know, I I hear it talked about like yeah, if you jailbreak this thing, it is like the best PS1 emulator uh, because it's there you go. Yeah, Mm -hmm. um, but but yeah, that that was a a great little yeah. Here's here's a ninety nine dollar version of this actually quite expensive system. I think for me, the the big Achilles heel was Sony's insistence number one on using what's the word i'm looking for um the the memory cards were um oh the the proprietary uh, proprietary proprietary, thank you i want to say priority and i know that was right so the memory cards were proprietary they were very expensive and they never went down in price a 64 gigabyte memory card uh stayed a hundred dollars or more even like years after 64 gigabyte flash drives were like 20 bucks right with the same size just yeah. they just wouldn't be yeah. recognized and I, I remember japan got a higher one that just never came to america so you had like not only like stick uh, price sticking was an issue you had to like import it too to get a bigger mm-hmm. Sony, i was constantly I mean, reshuffling my shit sony on. was notorious for proprietary formats as i hold up my yeah. umd yes. and it's just yes it's such <laughs> it is such a bummer because like just do what nintendo does like 
Nintendo takes micro SDs that you can use any micro SD, but they have the ones that like have the Mario mushroom on it that they charge twice as much for. It's still just a regular micro SD. I'm sure that there are some people who are tricked and think they have to buy those. That's all Sony should have done. It's just like, yeah, we'll, we'll get a little bit money. More I, money I for wish the it was twice as much as a fucking regular, <laughs> you, a regular yeah, yeah. SD card. It was like five times as much. It, it, it was, was way crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I think it's because of Michael said, like, regular SD cards were declining in price over time, mm-hmm. whereas the the Vita ones just stayed the same as always. And it's like, damn, dude, like, like it's really we, tough to. We shouldn't have to that. mention the PSP Go here, which was like Sony trying to pivot Ooh. PSP to digital only, without having any option of like digitizing your previous games or bringing those in the mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, there's still some PSP games that were never available digitally, like Final Fantasy Crisis Core. I'm still never played it. Probably yeah. that Miami Vice game I worked on. The Valkyrie <laughs> Profile port also, which is a bummer yeah. because a the PS1 game. version is like hundreds and hundreds of dollars now. But that's oh, wow. that's kind of another thing that, that sort of hamstrung the Vita's success in the U.S. is that uh, support from Western developers kind of fell off after the first couple of years. Yeah. And the bulk of the, the game's output came from Japan, and a lot of it was like JRPG. So if you were a JRPG fan, uh, a fan of modern JRPGs specifically, you were in hog heaven. But if you weren't, it's just like, yeah, there's not really yeah. a whole lot on this for me right now. Yeah. And, uh, well, other than that, like I think um, Sony slowly made the PSN library available on the uh, Vita. Because I remember, like, buying things I could buy on my PS3, like, day one. Mm. Like, like, oh, shit, I can buy Mega Man 4. I'm like, yeah, well, that, <laughs> that cross-buy, like, they introduced cross-buy, oh, and that, it was, did not, that was fantastic. You could not buy any of those games with cross-buy, but, yeah, cross-buy was a thing that, you know, Nintendo still hasn't done. And I assure you, if there's a new Nintendo, you will have to buy those fucking yeah. games again. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's very much implemented, though, like, in an old-school way. Like, it was literally, there were separate versions of the game, mm-hmm. and you had to, like, add the other one to your account, I remember. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's it get weird. confusing with PlayStation Plus games, where it's like, uh, which version of the game am I getting? Oh, no, this is only the Vita version. You would not be able to play this on mm-hmm. your console. It's like, wait, what? There were some of them that I got where it's, it's like, I, I think it was, like, specific first-party Sony games that they would say, like, if you buy the PS4 version or the PS3 version, you will automatically, digitally, you will automatically get the Vita version added to your account. Yeah. So. It was it was mostly first-party stuff, because I, I remember working at a similar place Greg did, to where, like... <laughs> Those did not cross over. You had to buy them separately. Well, like, I remember in the sh- in the store, you had to look at, there, there was, like, a little tiny designation. Like, it would say, like, PS4 or Vita in there, like, a little tiny text mm. thing to know, like, which version of the game am I looking at? And occasionally, some publishers would, like, put one version on sale but not the other. And you're it, like, it's oh. such a big feature, like, that it was never, it should have been on the front of the box. Because, mm-hmm. uh, especially when we talk about Game Gear shit, like, the idea, like, Mortal Kombat's launching on seven systems. You get cross buy for nothing. You have to spend like three hundred dollars on to buy every one of these games. Yep. The other big feature that more people, I wish more people used, was the whole remote play thing. Like the Vita yeah. was, was basically so like this amazing handheld way of playing your PlayStation Four games, mm-hmm. like out and worked out of the box. Right? It's just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's seamless. Yeah, like it was. It was uh, a switch out of the box, giving you a second screen if you yeah. needed one, uh, and, and no one ever used it. I, it, it was a great touch screen as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that no game ever really used very well, except for uh, and, uh, what's the the one from the Little Big Planet guys? Tearaway. Uh, yeah, that was oh fantastic. Tearaway. Oh my yeah. god, that was so much fun. That was that was one where it's just like we're gonna try to utilize every feature this thing has. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then, and then I, I remember um, a game, Greg, you or me or Yuri were playing, but like, um, uh, Ali Ali. Oh yeah, we it's, were all yeah, into yeah, that yeah. for a while. It's like a, it's a hardcore fucking like you cannot do this on an iPhone, and it's a very simple game, but it's just like a uh, a, a what would you call it? like a runner meets Tony Hawk. Yeah, um, yeah it is. And, I, I have it on Xbox. Like it's it's yeah, uh, it's like a spl- it's like a platformer a little bit runner. It's like a platforming yeah, runner. You can't it's super do this difficult. Hard like hard controls yeah. and like we were obsessed with that shit for like a month. Uh, yeah. and I still love Ali Ali because you have to like land at the perfect angle, otherwise you'll mm-hmm. bail. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, uh, a, a mildly tougher Tony Hawk, uh, Luft trousers. Uh, I remember we were really into that for a while. And uh, man, the Vita, the Vita was much, much, much better than the PSP. I don't I, mm-hmm. like I said, I don't yeah. have a lot of fondness for the PSP's library, but the Vita, I really loved. And I, I, think, I played yeah. a lot. There's a reason and it's I, I didn't, one I didn't know it was truly over until we went to Japan. And I saw two, and I saw two Vitas in Japan, and we rode the subway every day, and we went, <laughs> we were wow, at like bad. video game places every day, huh. and it was like everybody had the 3DS, everyone. Yeah. They, they had Monster this. Hunter. They took Monster Hunter. I was just about to ask, like, which one had yeah. Monster Hunter? Did so there was no Vita Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah I was. Bringing, I brought that up earlier because well, Greg and I were in. We were at, like at this Monster Hunter basically like this tableau at Capcom's company. And it's like, here's a barrel Sony gave them for every million Monster Hunter sold on a PSP. Mm-hmm. And then it disappeared from the Vita yeah. entirely. And like, yeah. In the community, the that was a big deal because mm-hmm. people had kind of assumed that that was like a, a Sony thing. And when mm-hmm. we announced three ultimate for the, for Nintendo platforms, it felt like a betrayal to some people, but, and that, it, I mean, it did kind of set the climate for that next generation and, and it gave Nintendo an immediate edge over Sony. Uh, they eventually got Freedom Unite, which was the PS, one of the PSP hey! games that was eventually playable on Vita. Uh, but you know, not the same as a new who, game though. Like honestly, when, when there's a new Monster Hunter app. That- that could have made the Vita in Japan. Having Monster Hunter on the Vita mm-hmm. could have yeah. literally made that series, well, or made that I console. Mean, you have to imagine it. Probably I'm not in a position to say it. that, but uh, it could have said it. We'd still be playing Vita if there were if there yeah. was at least half of a Monster Hunter game. And there were yeah. so, but hunting action became like a subgenre. And there, I remember Soul Sacrifice. One of our God favorite, Eater. Yeah, burst. I was gonna say one of our favorite games in the office was Soul Sacrifice, even though really? it was uh, Inafune joint, and we all hated him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, there was that Freedom Wars, which is a very cool game. I still like that game a lot, and I'm surprised it never got a port. But um. Yeah, so there were, like, other games sort of trying to fill the gap. I think Freedom Wars was Sony making a very deliberate effort to fill that gap themselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it just didn't but, really... But it felt like the Game Gear all over again. Like, there was no reason to develop a game exclusively for the system. Just port something and then leave it alone. Yeah. And it turns out that doesn't really work very well. Especially when this has, like... To this day, Nintendo's multiplayer on everything they have is terrible, and the Vita was much better, mm-hmm. much better. Well, didn't oh. wasn't there a version of the Vita that came with like a cell phone plan so you yes. could play? Yeah, yeah. well, that, that I, was, was, I, I was there in the building. He's like, and I'm announcing this exclusively. We're with AT and T, and like everyone there has 
AT&T because they exclusively lock down the iPhone and we can't fucking talk to our office. Yeah, I remember it, a like, chorus of in the buildings. And yes. he looked like confused it, for a second. And then like people were saying like, what are we doing? We're booing the president of Sony. And there was like laughter no, 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 that no. went through the hall. It wasn't just booze. It was laughter in the beginning because like this is the most out of contact I've ever been in my office in my entire life. Uh, and, and it's because of AT&T and you announce Sony has an exclusive AT&T partnership. Great. Yeah. Well, he, he just he just looked so shocked. I remember when they got a negative response, like, I thought you guys would like that. AT&T, it's a big provider. Yeah, everyone loves AT&T. <laughs> like, it's like Donald Trump on the, the debate stage, like, oh, I guess Joe Biden's not a fan of big oil. Like, all of us, like, ooh, mm-hmm. you forgot what audience you're talking to. No one else should ever be a big fan of big oil. What are you, fucking idiots? <laughs> it's like the, the <laughs> vice presidential debate, and they both tripped over each other to say, no, I love fracking more. No, I, I want to love- marry fracking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Vita was great. Uh, I'm going to play It's a- not just great. It's the best. It's the yeah, best. It is. It is the best. Uh, technologically, the best. And like, yeah, he, great, great indie scene. I feel like I might have downplayed that a little bit earlier when I was talking yeah. about JRPGs. And again, if you were into JRPGs, it was fantastic. Uh, here's an ad. My world may seem the same as yours, but it's not. Where others leave only footprints, my friends have left me and the past. Together, we will reshape this world. Create new ones! And compete like never before! So come out and play. I'm here! Everywhere. And the world is in place. <laughs> Look this aspirational Sony ads. Is oh yeah. Everything uh, is big the- and swelling and crescendoing. Yeah. You know one thing the Vita had that uh, the Switch didn't have until a few months from now is an OLED screen. Mm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like the Vita came back up like last week when the whole it, it's the first OLED consumer thing OLED screen and like I didn't know how important it was until I saw that saw it on television. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah. OLED has been in my, my PSP and my, my phone for much longer than it's been in my home. But um, I, I scammed a really great deal on an OLED television. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I really did. I really did. I scammed the shit out of those people. <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, and I have, I have a great OLED television. But the idea of um, um, when a... When a when a pixel is dark or black, it actually turns it off. It turns off. That's and, and, all you and, need and, to do. And, and sets a really weird contrast. So, like, when someone, when I die in a game or someone dies in a movie and the screen fades to black, like, and I don't have lights on in my, my living room, like, I, there's no light. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, also, it's that so saves crazy battery for most life. people. That's for a handheld system, that actually does save a little bit of battery yeah. life, too. Yeah, like no, my my TV is more energy efficient. My my LG television, which I got through like, we'll tell it on a bonus time. A crazy scam. I should never have this television. <laughs> but, okay, but it was, it's fucking great. Um, I want that scam is called Prime Day. He got it for Prime Day. It was not Prime Day at all. It was a, a scam, a scam involving a warranty with a Samsung television that was much worse. I see. I want, I want to throw a quick honorable mention just because Greg actually researched this during the show before I told him, like, oh, we're not going to talk about that. The Wonder Swan oh, yeah. uh, was a little handheld that could, similar to the Neo Geo Pocket Color, it was cheaply made yet powerful and uh, had hella battery life. I think it could go for a long time on just one battery. I could be wrong about that. It's been a while since I fired up mine. 
But uh, I remember going to Japan in like 2007, and these things were everywhere, and they were like dirt cheap. There's like going to uh, game stores in Akihabara, and it's just like, here's like a bunch of used ones in plastic bags. They are 200 yen a piece. Please buy one. Well, 2,000 yen, like you know, 20 20 bucks, something like that. Like get rid of these things. I'm like, no, they look awful. But it was it was the last piece of hardware designed by Gunpei Yokoi, the creator of Metroid and the the D pad and the Virtual Boy, which you know is the reason he the designed Game this. Boy. Give yeah, also credit. the Game Boy, yes. And it was made for for Bandai, and I think like it, it was again like a, a system where you could change the orientation. Some games played vertically, some games played horizontally. Probably the best one was called Gunpei. Which was just a puzzle game, uh, I think designed and named, designed by and named for, uh, Gunpei Yokoi and, uh, a, a fun little thing. Can't believe you didn't give the Gizmondo the honorable mention, Mike. Nobody the, liked the Gizmondo. Handhelds. That, that thing was a scam made by Mafiosi. I mean, come isn't on. that a website? Uh, close enough. Yeah. I don't know. Did you, did you discover anything else, Greg? Not really. I mean, honestly, all I did was like scan through a YouTube video and I was no. getting kind of, like increasingly confused because it seemed like they kept showing different pieces of hardware i was like how many iterations of this thing were there i guess there was uh there was a black and white one and then uh like a color one did they play the mm-hmm. same games oh uh, that's right there, so. the, the color one didn't come out first it was but it was almost immediately followed up with a color one. Oh yeah something yeah, called the swan like... crystal wow Ooh. I, it's also like calling it like your your system the power unicorn mm-hmm. like uh <laughs> one is this well. being is this debuting on jackass <laughs> um, well uh, greg greg what year did you go to japan to live uh i moved there in uh, the beginning of 2007 so okay. what system do you remember seeing the most that that people used that that people played at the time yeah yeah uh, PSP was really big. I remember I used Damn. to joke that uh, teen boys were so much more vain over there than I was used to in the states. They would you'd see them fixing their hair strand by strand in the reflection of their PSPs. Nice. <laughs> um, but uh, let me think. So P- yeah, PSP and uh, D- okay, actually no, the number one most popular thing at the time was the uh, DS Lite. That that somehow like penetrated well, the non gamer market really well. I remember I remember um reading about that and, and, and Nintendo reached out like uh when something come in America we don't have video game systems that are that ubiquitous, mm-hmm. but they started making like enough three DS light or uh DS lights to where that you could match them to what you're wearing. And yeah. people would mm-hmm. do that. That was yeah. they, they, they became, one in they the became inexpensive and ubiquitous uh and then like in a billion different varieties yep. you could never collect every fucking ds that was the one that so had many. uh live tyler did ads for the ds like yeah. in the states like, yeah, was, that, that was the too, only too. only recent platform my wife has ever owned she had a ds Lite, yeah so. and that's yeah and it, it was a little before smartphones so all of these mm-hmm. like non-game like like lifestyle apps had a yeah. home on there, and those got really big. In Japan, mm-hmm. uh, there were a bunch of popular uh, games for uh, learning English or practicing English. Uh, and then that kind of gave way to this whole separate market of just like, I don't know, edutainment. I remember seeing weird stuff. There was this one 
it was a uh, it came with a like a front facing camera attachment and it was a face training game that was supposed to make your face more symmetrical. Wow. So you'd like train the muscles <laughs> in your face. There were ones that were like, you know, you you like enter the ingredients you want to use and it will like figure out a recipe to make tonight. So it was like a meal planner. Uh, I, there, didn't Ubisoft like publish a quitting smoking one? There, Possibly, yeah. yeah. The, the terrible English, uh, English school company I worked for, Nova, they had their own ds game uh there was one I, if that you, i forget the youtube channel i saw but like mcdonald's had a training program that was exclusive to the ds wow uh i mean it was and you, and you can now download the game and, and play it if you like to like to teach you how to make mcdonald's stuff which <laughs> isn't isn't hard but like i was looking at it like wow i can't believe like they anybody can just learn their secret <laughs> it's like <laughs> I worked there for a couple for like a year or two, so yeah, I, yeah, I got it. Jesus. I remember seeing one on the shelf that was, suppo- was supposed to like teach you how to be more ladylike, and I was dying to check it out just as like a gender studies thing because Japan had it's such like hardline gender roles there that uh, were harder to break down. And I just thought it was mm. I was like, this is the kind of this would get like torn apart if they tried to put this on the shelf. It's not just binary, it's like a Ninja Turtle's mouth. Like, we slam down the (laughs) thing right in the middle of this flow. I do think things are changing since... Things have changed quite a bit since then, I think, probably. I I, I can imagine, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that has been our top five handhelds that did not measure up against Nintendo, but we love them anyway. We are going to take a little break. Wow, that was a long segment. When we come back, we are going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. Plumbers, rabbits, mazes, monkeys, demons, dragons, evil, jungles, puzzles, barrels, bombs. Stick it. Stick it in your pocket. Stick it. Sweat, swim, run, panic, kick, scream, live. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Yeah, Olestra. We were just having that conversation because my girl is a little younger. She's like, "You ever hear about Olestra and anal leak?" It's like, "Yes," but it's not exactly. Yeah, we lived through the nineties. Yeah, it's not exactly what you think because, like, whatever sugar and fat substitute is and everything else does the exact same thing. Just like Mm -hmm. Michael said, people weren't conditioned to like. No, this didn't mean to go hog wild in your stupid O'Boises. Yeah. Let me pop open a Crystal Pepsi and tell you about the 90s. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's sort of like, you know, prunes are unpopular because everybody thinks like, oh, you bite into a prune, you'll get instant explosive diarrhea. <laughs> I wish okay. that was the case. No, it's just, it's just fiber, man. I it's, wish yeah. that was the case. That, to me, is still a good bowel movement, instant diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> it's whatever gets it out for the day. Uh, but yeah, sure. it, whatever else, because remember, like, a couple years ago, like, man, have you guys seen what happens if you eat a a pound of these fat-free gummy bears, you totally shit yourself. I'm like, yes, yes. You just ate a pound of gummy bears. Yeah, it's like, yes, this will absolutely happen if you eat a pound of mostly anything. Yeah, I don't want to wish that on anyone, but 
You deserve eat a, it. Eat a, eat a pound of crab. Watch what happens to your asshole. It'll be astonishing. We'll all back up and line up around you like it's fireworks. It'll be great. Yeah, the crab will just become reconstituted <laughs> and, and your your ass, and then just we'll, we'll snip at you. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment where we're just going to jump headlong into that lovely segment we like to call. Chris Tales is probably uh, the biggest uh, release this week. Somebody no, that's for bonus time. A Chris. That's for bonus time. Um, <laughs> this is a game I've I've had my eyes on for a while because I actually saw it in an early prototype stage and I, I immediately knew, like, oh, I'm going to play that when it comes out. And the other reason I knew I was going to play it is because, as Michael pointed out, it is a Mary Blair mural come to life. Like, yes. if Mary Blair did it's video It's not just Mary art, Blair. It, it's, it's There's some person who loves Disney and whatever that angular, the angular artist uh, from Sleeping Beauty, the, the backgrounds... Yeah. Are all Sleeping mm. Beauty. It looks like Sleeping Beauty. It's so, it looks so good. Yeah. It's just a really, really good looking game mm-hmm. that plays like a, you know, a cool JRPG with uh, time manipulation mechanics. I, and I want to tip my hat for the only RPG I've ever played that starts you in combat. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I was just thinking about that. Later on, like after that, it's like, now go back to the story to figure out how you learned all this. Mm-hmm. But it starts in combat because all RPGs take like a fucking hour yep. to get to the yeah. goddamn combat. Well, and this one has its turn base, which I love, but it's got some cool systems going on, especially with the time stuff. You know, where it's basically the screen is divided into thirds that mm-hmm. take place in different time periods, you know? And so it's... um. You can incorporate that into the combat of like, oh, I'm going to knock an enemy into the future and age him 80 years and so he'll be near death and that yeah. kind of thing. Like Af- After poisoning him so that when I age him, the poison has been, you know, takes full effect over however many years it's supposed to be. And yeah. I have not gotten there. So now yeah. I can soak someone in liquid and leave them there for 80 years. Yeah. We should mention this rust. is on Game Pass. Uh, yeah, I wish so. I'd known that before I bought it on <laughs> PS5. I know Michael's learning that valuable and, lesson: always check first. And I will say, even playing it on PS5, there's still visible load times, which is a little disappointing. But okay. uh, oh no, no it's it's not perfect yet because like hmm. the Xbox One X, like there's a lot of screen tear, like more than I'm used to. Hmm. Uh, uh, frame rate drops. Is it technically a PS4 game or PS5? Because it might be doing that thing on on your PS. Five Michael, where it's installing to the external drive. I thought it was just backwards compatible, but no, it said like PS4, comma PS5. Okay, yeah. well, because I know I have an option. There's that option in the PS5 menu that you can automatically install PS4 games to the external hard drive, so that might explain why the load times take a little bit. Mm. Or I mean, it's just not optimized for PS5. That but it, it it is beautiful, uh, undeniably yeah. beautiful. Yeah, but, yeah, and it's and it's not doing. I mean, it's a 2D. Mm. 2D visual, so it's not like doing a ton graphically or anything like that. But it would look great in H in 4K Ultra HD and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's a. I played the demo of this on Steam when they had one of those Steam Fests a while ago, and um, 
Yeah, it's it's a lovely game and definitely worth your time if you're a Game Pass subscriber. Check it out. Mm-hmm. It's it, I just like to encourage people to check out RPGs that try new yeah. systems that no one else has done before, and this is one of those. So. Yeah. And it's also my tales, my tales. <laughs> well, you play you play as like an orphan girl in a co- being raised in a convent, and mm-hmm. she meets a an orange frog in a top hat that steals the rose that mm-hmm. she was cultivating, so she chases after it. And WB discovers <laughs> that she has time manipulating powers, and yeah, and and then finds a magic all sword and becomes a heroine, and it's right. super cool. Yeah, does is, there's got to be a mashup of the WB frog with Princess and the Frog? Please tell me that exists. Again, somewhere. only Dave Chappelle made that racist, but it, it, it wasn't. It really wasn't always. His name is Michigan J Frog because yes, he's saying about everybody do the Michigan rag. In addition to all the other Warner Brothers hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Chris Tales is pretty great. Also out this week, uh, Fantastic Night's Cotton Reboot. Um, huh? Or, no, Fantastic Night Dreams Cotton Reboot. Uh, cotton is a sort of obscure... I feel like I've just been, I'm the winter soldier and you just activated me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was, it was an obscure shmup that came out in the U.S. for, I think, Turbo CD. And that's about it. But it is about a little witch who is obsessed with some sort of candy that is called Willow. And I really want to know, is this Willow? a Japanese, like, branded candy? Because, it's just like it has a picture of her imagining herself eating a giant candy and she's like she's a witch who really really loved Willow and it's like in a different font that looks like the movie logo Willow and it it, <laughs> it never mentions it as a candy throughout the entire game it's just Willow oh we need to get the Willow oh if you get the di- the seven different colored Willow then you can combine them into one super Willow and it'll be even more delicious and mm. like, what the fuck is Willow? It's a candy, but like, is what is this? Is this a brand? Well, one? it's a movie starring Val Kilmer. Yeah, I and, know. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's just really into that flick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, who she, isn't? She is a, a witch who loves candy, and uh, the candy happens to be mild spoilers for uh, however many years game. The candy is actually the key to saving the world. So this oh. uh, can't this fairy in a bikini convinces her to collect these seven pieces because it'll be so much more delicious than if you eat any one of them now. And, uh, yeah, so they, they partner up. You're playing as Cotton, the witch, and one of the neat things about this game is that uh, instead of regular power-ups, you get crystals, which change color the more you shoot them, and as you shoot them, your shots will actually refract so you can, like, basically turn any level into a fountain of violence that comes straight <laughs> out of you and into every enemy on screen. Uh, I've never played a, sh- a shmup quite like it, and it's a lot of fun. I'm not sure if I would recommend it to everyone at $40, but uh, I really enjoyed my time with it. It includes both the arcade version, which is listed as Arrange, and also... The X68000 version, which was like for a computer that was uh, released in, in Japan, I think. For you FM Towns Marty 2 yeah, fans. Yeah, kind of. And I started playing that version and it's just like, oh, my shots don't refract when I shoot the crystals. I'm not interested <laughs> anymore. Uh, 
but yeah, the arcade version's great. I, I had a lot of fun with that. And uh, so mm-hmm. if, you, if you are into shooters, and this is a, a fairly rare one that, like, if you were to track down an original copy, I think, Craig, you said they go for, like, $500 on eBay. Well, that, uh, yeah, uh, that was just a general yeah. remark about shmups in general being yeah, very true. pricey if you buy them original. But, uh, yeah, and, and that may be the case. Cotton Boomerang is around that much. Wow. But, yeah, um, this is a, a fun way to play it, if that's something you're into. But uh, I'd like to think it's it's all a bunch of shmups hosted by um, Hank Hill's grandfather with no shin. Because the Koreans <laughs> took them from them. Fantastic Night Dreams Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm nope. a witch. I'm really into Willow. <laughs> nope. That fairy's the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it has kind of a parodious vibe, like all the enemies are really silly and uh, it's it's extremely it's lighthearted. Yeah, cute them up. That's a good way to put it. Uh, what What's this other stuff? Death's Door. You played that a bit, Matt. I did. I did. I, I played it because the buzz was pretty strong about mm-hmm. this game. Um, this is a Devolver digital joint, which always piques my interest. You play, I think it's a raven, might be a crow, uh, that it basically is, your job is to reap people's souls. Um, and it's one of those games that doesn't, you're trying to figure out the universe and stuff as you go along. It doesn't give you any preamble, it just kind of drops you in the world and you slowly... Uh, you talk talk to other ravens who tell you what you're supposed to be doing. It's got a little bit of that um, Hades vibe of like they're very. Uh, it's like they're like office jobs, right? Like uh, they're like, oh yeah, I got to collect these souls, which apparently like has value, which keeps the lights on so they can go collect more souls. And you talk to your first buddy, Raven buddy, who's named Chandler the Handler, which I loved. Um, but then it's like you, you go on your first mission. It's like, okay, you got to go harvest a giant soul. This is going to be your payday. This is going to last you a long time. And you immediately get dropped into a boss battle. And if you win, um, then you get killed right away by this other badass looking dude in a cutscene. Hmm. And then you get dropped in this new world. And, and that's kind of where I am. I've been here for there Pile for 15 drive or 20 by Raven minutes. from WCW. <laughs> yeah, that, that is so Raven. Um, <laughs> but no, I. So, so WCW Raven. But I, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah it's it's I am intrigued and want to kind of know what's going on um, in terms of gameplay mechanics it's very very simple controls you, you kind of have a simple sword attacks and then you they, you start out with a bow and I don't want to say souls like but it is a little bit of that just learn how to dodge and it takes place from an isometric point of view but um yeah I'm, so I've barely scratched the surface probably next week I'll know a lot more about it and be able to talk right. a lot more intelligently about it but so far it has hooked me in the 20 or so minutes I've played so hmm. uh, I also played a bit more I, I also played some Skyward Sword uh, HD on Switch <laughs> last week I it, 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 I enjoyed it more than I remembered enjoying it I'll say that like the control scheme is rough there's no way around that uh, if you're going on a controller Mm-hmm. And uh, but some somebody did call me out. I think saying like, "Oh, Twilight Princess was way longer than the intro of Skyward Sword." And like, yes, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, Skyward Sword is is actually fairly short compared to Twilight Princess at at, at the start. Mm-hmm. Like you you spend maybe an hour or less in Skyloft before they, they, you. They might the be right doing stuff because I love Zelda games so much. I remember like uh, the last three girlfriends I've had to talk to through Zelda games. Like, hey. Clear out for a couple of hours. I have to start a Zelda game. <laughs> also, that person might technically be right, but our point was they're all too long. Mm. 
As opposed to Breath of the Wild, which is like, yeah. enter the world and start doing stuff immediately. Yep. Mm-hmm, yeah. This is way better than older Zelda games. You, you don't need to hold my hand during the tutorial. Even, 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 even Chris Tales mm-hmm. or Me Tales is a, a good example of like, this is how you start a game. Yeah. With um, action and abilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, and what, Pokemon Unite? I haven't heard I, anything. I had to this. put this here because there's like, there's like this whole universe of Pokemon games we know nothing about. The, the free to, it's free to play that's, and it's a but that's MOBA. Why, that, that, that's why Greg's here. Greg, Pokemon <laughs> yes, Unite. Yes, I'm knows. your MOBA expert. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that there's free to play Pokemon games on Switch that no one talks about. There's that, that like voxel Pokemon Quest game that mm. is there and I downloaded and never played, but then there's a, Fucking Pokemon MOBA. Like, what? You feel like, I feel like more people should be talking about this, but nobody is. Yeah, I know. Every second you talk about it, I wish I was dead. <laughs> so, like, uh. Or Snorlax, you could fall asleep right. and not have to hear me talking mm-hmm. about it. That's one of the only Pokemon I know, so. uh, I would love not to read any more user responses, so let me, let me Snorlax myself. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, but, uh, MOBA's not my thing. Uh, Pokemon, not really my thing, so moving on. Yeah. Well, do we do we want to talk about these other games or should we? Just well, there's there's a couple games? others that we will probably have played next week that are coming. Uh, Last stop is an Annapurna game that is coming to Game Pass as well. Michael, heads up! Thank you. Don't buy Thank it. You. you said don't buy it earlier, and I thought like, is it bad? Uh, oh no, Game Pass. Okay, Game Pass. And then this is uh, former Stadia exclusive. Orcs Must Die Three is now coming to other platforms on the twenty third. Oh man, so. I love Orcs Must Die. That shit is great. Huh? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's move along to news. Before Matt starts, I want to get vaguely political here. I was upstairs having a uh, cigarette and what? Watching um, MSNBC rattle off which Trump administration members uh, were arrested or indicted, Apparently and it lo- <laughs> and it looked like the Smash Brothers. <laughs> it, it looked like the Smash like a Brothers like a Marvel scene. versus Capcom screen. It was so <laughs> big, and it's just like like how do we put more people on here and still be able to see their faces? I mean, I know, I know. He pardoned Roger Stone for being an asshole person, but it was like, is where Twitter will be on this tomorrow? Is what I'm saying. Like, um, it, it looks like a Smash Brothers scream. I'll get us away from politics a bit. Before news, I, I you, you ex Capcom guys, I, I didn't know that Marvel versus Capcom three is available again to buy. I bought it as part of some well, Xbox family it, sale. It hasn't. It, well, I think it comes and goes. I don't think it's been not available, yeah. has yeah, it? No, I, I got the right. ultimate version for $10 on sale with like all the mm. DLC characters and stuff. So yeah, that's mm. that's there. And I think better than Infinite. So maybe get that one. I mean, that's a that's a Greg thing. He probably did that. He yeah, made this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All great. Correct. I cannot Greg, like, get a rise out of Greg every time I call him. <laughs> like, it's late. <laughs> uh, so we, we, we talked about this at the beginning of the show, but do you guys want to say anything else about the, the Steam Deck? The, so Steam announced their handheld. I think it's great. It's, a, it's, it's a PC, like basically, but it's a, yeah. it's a Linux PC. Um, it's running on Steam OS, not Windows. We, we, we pronounce it Steam House. I really love the idea of calling it the Gay Boy. 
Um, Gabe uh, Boy. Yes, the Gabe Boy, yes. That makes me laugh. But I, I, I've heard Gabe uh, Newell uh, 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 of Valve talk uh, at length about, like, he believes in contributing to hardware of the business that that, have been, that has been very good to him. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Steam in general, because Steam believes in giving back. And, like, Steam does try things. I'm just a little trepidatious because their last foray into hardware didn't go so well. Um, but but that's the thing. If you bought the Steam Link, it it's not like it doesn't not. It still works. It mm-hmm. still works. I wasn't even t- thinking Steam Link. I was thinking those Steam boxes, which were supposed to be those those set top. Oh. I think I think that was a little a, a little branded. But again, if you have a Steam box, it's not like it doesn't still work. The Steam controller never felt great to also, me. In this, uh, well, the the their headsets, the. Um, the five mm-hmm. and the, that the index yes. are both great. Yes, yeah. those are those are good. Um, the controller, though, remember had the touchpad thingy, which this does. It has the two the two touchpads. That, that seems to be sort of Valve's signature thing that they they do the the touchpad to replace mice, and they have, which but totally much like sense, Gradius, yeah. it's an option. Hmm. Well, but but in this case, it is caused a little bit of controversy of the button placement. Now, has they they put the touchpad where the you know the face buttons would normally be, so those face buttons are kind of shoved really far up in the upper right corner. Like literally, one of the buttons looks like it's hanging off the mm-hmm. side of the deck. There, you're like, whoa, whoa, hey, little I, buddy. I think it looks great, and they're they're selling basically small for less than less than the price of a laptop. Yeah, they're very um, they're very can, affordable yeah, for what they awesome. offer. And they'll work with any USB-C dock, apparently. It's the thing I mentioned on last week's show. PC Gamer said, like, um, uh, this is Nintendo kind of firing a shot at PC gaming. You need to make portable gaming cheaper and figure that out right now. And they, yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it's yeah. uh, apparently they won't only just work with USB-C stuff, Michael. It's like they're, one of the Valve people was quoted as saying, like, anything Bluetooth, anything USB that you can plug into accessory-wise... Yeah, but we'll I'm, I'm saying like thing. with a dock specifically because like you oh. you might want to hook it up to a monitor or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, I, I th- thought about it briefly. Like at first, I, my account was blocked by there were some glitches going on with the pre-orders. Like, uh, oh, you your account's too new. And it's like, I set up this account to play Half-Life 2 when that came out. Yeah. It's very not new. Uh, but... You know, I, I did get past that glitch at one point, and it's like, well, I could do a pre-order. But I don't, I don't play handheld games enough to justify this purchase. Like, and I already have like two gaming PCs, so yep. I'm good. I um, think, I think that's the thing is, it's a very kind of specific gaming gamer market that would mm-hmm. that would want something like this. Like, you you do need to want to play your Steam library on the go. It does run more than just Steam games. They did confirm, like, it has a even though it's on that that you know Steam OS, there's like a layer there where it will work with Steam other. Steam. It'll work with other Windows games. Steam. Like people were even saying, you could buy your Epic Game Store games and play them on this thing somehow. Like, seems seems huh. reasonable. Right. Well, I mean, um, like I, I hated that idea. Like, you could technically install Windows on this, and like, oh, I'm not buying this. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, gonna wait. Here, here's mm-hmm. something. Can I? Like they said, like, oh, it won't be able to run PUBG or any of these other things. Like. Would it work with a VR headset? Like if I hooked up the mm. Oculus Quest to it with uh, the, Ooh, that's an excellent the USB link, um, would that work? I know, I know I can play like uh, Saints Row 4 on it, but like can I play? <laughs> I've got my 
VR headset. It's got three USB ports, so mm-hmm. yeah, probably. Um, there are three varieties, we should say, too. There's the entry level, the $400 one that has 64 gigs of storage. The ones available. There's a $529 model, and that has, like I said, it jumps you to 256 gigs, but also a faster uh, hard drive. And then the top tier one is $649. So... Uh, but, but two two of these are sold out until next year. Uh, and that one has 512 gigabytes of memory and then has, I think, the fastest drive and the best screen. The premium etch, anti-glare etched glass is what they're saying. So. I think, I think it's here where we talk about like Valve's involvement means these are gone and you can't get one for years for until next year. Well, that's, yeah, when Michael's like, oh, I didn't pre-order it, I'm like, yeah, that in this, it's not just Valve, though. It's just like in our current market yeah. with the chip shortage and stuff, like not pre-ordering well, a thing well, pretty well, much well, means you won't get one for Previously, year. when Valve partnered with stuff, the, uh, like other people could make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Well, I mean, yeah. no offense to Valve, but uh, every previous piece of Valve hardware I've been able to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. very easily for a lot issue. less. <laughs> and, yeah. and like that was me celebrating like this shit won't work. And I'll be able to buy this for one hundred dollars in like three months. That's what I was celebrating. No offense to Valve. In terms of specs, it's a lot bigger than a Switch. It's eleven point seven three inches long, whereas the Switch uh, is nine point four inches long. So it's a whole two inches longer. Uh, I, I saw somebody saying it's like it's like the length of two Vitas next to each other. Seems like it. <laughs> it's a little bit higher. It's about half inch. It's like, it's than like a playing a foot long. <laughs> it's, um, it's two inches deep, which the switch is is half an inch deep. So it's pretty thick. This fucking. I, I I can't speak for everybody, but it was just like um, I really like what this is, but like I have never had less of a need for a portable system. Mm. Well, we're I, I like, yeah, that's what I've been trying to figure out. Someone, I just bought a gaming laptop about a year ago. Yeah, I'm like sell wondering... me a Valve laptop for cheap mm. <laughs> that I can play my shit on. For fuck's sake! Yeah, and... it's so close in terms of what needs it caters to mm. that it's. Uh, yeah, I feel like the one, maybe the biggest challenge of this thing is going to be that it's it's very specific in who it's serving. You know, like I remember talking about portable systems when when I worked with you, Greg and, and and Michael. That like, yeah, I'm a guy who loves games and wants to play games when I travel, and I travel all the time for work. And like, who is traveling all the time for work <laughs> right now? <laughs> nobody. Nope. Nobody's traveling all the time for work. Right. Nope. Um, nobody is working. Well, uh, who is this for right fucking now? And like, why do you need this right now? So I, I, I'm not praying for this to fail, but I want to get it at the. I want to the Steam Link launch for what was it, Michael? Like a hundred dollars? Then like, like we that. got our we got ours for like fifteen, yep. and like I would love to get a Steam Link for like. <laughs> Do you 30, guys use like, yours like a lot? Fifty five percent off. I've never actually used mine, and I think yeah, I, I, mean, I got it for free with like purchase of this game called Icy. <laughs> I just like we'll throw it in. We'll send. Oh, it. I remember yeah. they were giving them away at one point. Like all you had to do they was were. pay shipping for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I sort of. I'm secretly hoping that's what happens to the Steam Link because it's not addressing, I think, a modern problem for people because most people can't go anywhere. I think where where some people are making the mistake is they keep comparing this to the Switch, and that's I really dumb. do think they're two completely different target audiences. You know, like Nintendo that's fans dumb. are Nintendo fans, and Nintendo has their 
library of titles and like PC gamers are over here and yes there's crossover but like yeah I think it's I, that crossover that they're going after but I, I think you see a lot of the publications like immediately compare them and it's like can Valve knock Nintendo off their pedestal I'm like they're not trying to they're, yeah, they're going after it's not the people. same thing hmm. yeah. and it's I, I, I said it to you guys I say so many things to you guys that most people would normally tweet but I don't care I just like to make my friends laugh uh Will uh, will a Steam Deck enhance your Steam library? No. Will <laughs> will a Switch enhance your life? Yes. Mm. You have no idea how good Mario Golf and Mario Odyssey and, and Breath of the Wild are. <laughs> like you should, Steam people should be spending their money. They're not getting Switch games at this point. Mm. So, uh, well, at the same time, yeah. I do feel like the like what the Switch has taught us. Uh, because it has a lot of games that are on other platforms, I think we've all kind of realized that there is a, there's a distinct edge when, when there's a, when one game is available on three platforms and on, and even if it doesn't look as good on the Switch, the Switch version is the only one where you can like play it on the go, play it in the bathroom, play it in your bedroom, play it in a hotel. Uh, that's like a pretty significant yeah. uh, selling point that no one else can touch. And, and no one else has tackled because of what we just talked about. I mean, and that's where I'm like, well, but you could do that with a gaming laptop. Is it really that much more convenient to have this thing than to just have a laptop? Yes. And yeah. I think that point is debatable, but I ever, do feel like it's game, cheaper have, than a gaming laptop, I'll say that. Have you ever gamed on well, a laptop true. on your chest with like your fucking sunken Ugh, you can't do it triple it'll burn. chin on your chest? It'll, it'll in, burn in your chest. Like it yeah. sucks. Gaming laptops are rough, dude. They're loud yeah. as fuck. So I'm really curious what the sound is like with this. And, and yes, gaming laptops yeah. basically light themselves on fire when you start to play yeah. them. And yeah, it's like <laughs> one of my the things I miss the most about PC gaming is like orcs must die, that mm. kind of shit. To the point about enhancing the library, like that was another reason I kind of balked at buying it because like when I buy a new console, usually like I'm also buying the promise of the new games that it's going mm -hmm. to bring. And it's just like, but this is just a new way to play there a bunch no of games, games I can already play on better-looking <laughs> yeah. machines. Yep. And I'm also not allowed to leave my house and likely being locked down for more time here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it sounds like we're not necessarily the audience for this thing, but I did see a lot of people very excited. No, about no, I'm not shitting on it at all. I'm not. Because um, I believe in it, and I believe in Valve, Valve supporting something. They're good in their word. Mm -hmm. For the most part, people didn't like their controller, but they still supported it for a yeah. long time. For the last few years, it's kind of felt like con the console market is starting to look more like PC gaming, where you have these in mm. you have like these midway iterations of every console where they spec up. Yes, their cell uh, which was like to begin with was kind of part of what made people like consoles over PC gaming it was is that you didn't have to deal with the hassle of there being like different models with different specs but now that's not true mm -hmm. uh so uh i think that's made it so PC gaming has become a little bit more attractive to some people this is what happened to me i was just like well if console gaming is becoming more complicated then maybe I should just get into PC gaming where the best possible experience is usually 
gonna like that's where you're usually gonna get the best possible experience of any given game is on the PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in in a climate where probably there are a lot of people thinking that way and and thinking maybe it's time to get into PC gaming. Uh, this is probably the most attractive entry point we've ever had because yeah. it is it is very affordable. It's portable, and I, it sounds, I hope I'm, this is a massive disruptor that changes everything. That's what yeah. That's what I'm saying about. It. Um, I, I I don't need one right now, but I hope it disrupts everything and changes PC gaming. At the very least, I hope I it, think I it could do that. I hope it has like makes Nintendo actually put out the powerful thing that, that we didn't get with the OLED with like, okay, maybe there will be a 4K Nintendo well, platform that, soon. But. That's another piece of news, is that Nintendo has said it's not going to put out a new yeah. an, another Switch model that it has no plans to at this time. Yeah, ah. that's going to put out a model that's comparable to new consoles, which you can't get at all! And so like, yeah. what's the point? Well, maybe you don't need to get consoles because Netflix is looking to add games to their offering. They already, um, they've had Telltale games there for fucking six years. But I, diff, different. They're a little bit different. This is, um, at first they want to start with mobile games. They announced this in a shareholder meeting. And then, um, it looks like they're going to gradually work their way into other types of games, which they, they're a little more vague on. Um, but here's the mobile thing makes sense, right? Cause there's the Netflix app on your phone. You probably have installed, but here's where it gets juicy. Uh, there is a data miner. <laughs> Steve Moser appears to have uncovered PlayStation brand imagery and content in the Netflix app code. Uh, he shared some images on Twitter of the ghost of Tsushima box art and some PS five controller stuff. So maybe this is, is this Sony's that, play? That would be interesting. Yes. And, and because Netflix is capable of throwing a lot of money around. Of, of a gaming subscription service for Sony coming through Netflix. Like, like that's maybe their way in is kind of like, it, hey, you it, already it, have it, Netflix. It, it, this like, is a Netflix add. can do, Netflix has endless pockets and can go to any game developer and do whatever. And like, no one noticed that they partnered with Telltale and Telltale went out of business while, while this was happening. Uh, so like, Netflix would have to, partner up with a first party I think company in order for people to pay attention. Netflix has also had a gaming division for a few years that was producing... It, it's had interactive programming forever. There's there's Kimmy Schmidt and Bandersnatch and like and like But I'm even talking care. like I think they put out the Stranger Things game like they, they, they kind of have a yeah. publishing a very small publishing. No they, they there's a there's a fucking there's a fucking Dark Crystal game. Yeah, that's good. Like a tactical game. Yeah. Um, yeah. based on a show they canceled in one season. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, they care about interactive product and they don't care about, um, <laughs> what most media is based on, which is immediate revenue return. Um, so I'm more curious to see, like, they need to come up with a partnership with somebody. And unleash a lot of content on their Netflix. Yeah, I think for me, like, if it's just Netflix on their own without, like, a Sony, I find I'm paying for Netflix. And if it comes with, I probably won't play any of those games. But if, if the, the data mine thing is and covered anything that was actually happening, like, that's fucking cool and could be something I would pay attention to. But, uh, and they could, that company could merge and, um, yeah, uh, I, I'm not saying I'm paying attention to the stock world, but like Sony has nowhere to go other than to merge with another company. <laughs> they don't. Um, 
I know. I'm waiting on 20, 23 Jump Street all day, like like all of you. <laughs> well, I think the other thing fueling some speculation was Sony had recently cut a deal with Netflix, so all Sony Pictures releases go mm-hmm. to Netflix first. Mm-hmm. So it's they're like one of the last sort of semi-independent companies like Lionsgate, Paramount. Well. Then on the Xbox side of things, Game Pass is getting some great games uh, this month. Kind of spaced throughout the month. So uh, Crimson Skies coming to Game beautiful, Pass. Beautiful, oh, cool. Yeah. That that is that is what what you wanted the Rocketeer movie to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. That's what you wanted. Yeah, I was gonna say that's what you wanted Dark Void yes. to be. Too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Calm yeah. down, Craig. I'm gonna. What if you want a more realistic statue. flight thing? Uh, flight Simulator is finally coming to consoles via Game Pass. I'm uh, actually excited about that because the PC version, while it's really neat, is kind of a bear. And uh, I gave a copy <laughs> to my dad, and he keeps calling me for tech support. Like, what's the pause button? How do I adjust the sensitivity? And like, I, there's got to be menus for this stuff. I can only fly one plane. No, there should be at least twenty planes. Yeah. Like, get yeah, out of the training mode. Game too, isn't yeah, it? it totally is. And he's well. The thing is, like, he's actually like been trying over the years to get a pilot's license. Like, he's flown ah. planes, and uh, yeah, I thought this would be a nice way for him to practice. And it's not necessarily user friendly now. No. no. So, but I'm kind of hoping the console version is. I can't even crash into Congress in this version. <laughs> There's no practice happening. Maybe your dad will be into Blinks the Time Sweeper, which is also coming. Again Probably not. Honestly, honestly, my experience playing Flight Simulator was just like loading it up, taking off from SFO, flying over my house, saying, yep, that's my neighborhood, and that's it. That's what everybody does. You yep. do that, you fly over big landmarks like Disneyland, you and go you're to good. Epstein's private island and uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking no. for clues. Um, that's a welcome back Cotter reference. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, that was a um, thing. Like people flying out to uh, Jeffrey Epstein's private sex island oh. <laughs> in flight simulator, looking for clues. So, so here's a note from Epstein's mother: means nothing in this in this situation. Yeah, and then we already mentioned a couple of this week's new releases uh, are also Last Stop and Chris Tales are on Game Pass. So man, it's a lot of good oh, stuff coming to Game Pass. Um, Tales, bitch. But you know you got to pay for Game Pass, as our uh, listeners have pointed out to us. You know what you won't have to pay for? Ubisoft announced a new free-to-play multiplayer online shooter, X Defiant. Uh, it's a Clancy universe shooter. Yep. And it's made by the team in San Francisco. I thought is, they only yes. knew how to smith some rocks, baby. I mean, they're they're diversifying. This is something I know they've been working on for a while, and uh, so I'm I'm happy for them that they finally got to unveil it and uh yeah it, it looks neat I'm... I, oh i guess they did fracture some holes right some some buttholes oh yeah the fractured butthole that was that's yeah, right that, yeah, was that was them studio that was SF. man they are they are an eclectic group there but mm-hmm. uh yeah this is a 6v6 shooter uh featuring multiple clancy universe uh folks it seems and it looks like um it's kind of like a faction system that I think does affect your powers and abilities in the game. And, uh, you know, like the, the outcasts from the division are a healing faction. And then you got the, the cleaners. And then you got some people from Echelon from Splinter Cell. And yeah. it's, it's all about like mashing up all these different, uh, Clancy titles. And got to get some hawks in there, baby. Mm. Give me, give me my Clancy hawks. You got, you got the wolves from Ghost Recon, uh, okay. Breakpoint. And yeah, it's, like there are a lot of bad guys in this. It's <laughs> a lot of bad guys. As, yeah, I thought it was SNL Weekend Update. Colin Jost Recon. 
Um, no one? Okay. All right. I'm going to retire for the rest of the show. <laughs> By the way, I should mention this is coming to both uh, current and last gen and PC and Stadia and Luna, Amazon's thing, mm-hmm. and UB Connect. And then the beta is happening soon, August 5th on PC. So you can you can go yes. sign up for the beta right now. A lot of information. I kind of wish I was dead the more you said. Oh, it'll be great. Clancy Shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That worked out last time for Siege, right? There you go. Yeah. All right. That's all the news that's fit to play. Let's move on to the community segment, which, as always, is segmenting our community sometimes more than others. Uh, last week's question, as you might remember, was what genre should Donkey Kong try next? Uh, Greg, Make Greg talk. Yeah, Greg, you were here oh, last geez. week. Wait, what genre you want Donkey Kong to, to Kong his way into? Kong his way into, let's see. Uh, what about like a good old-fashioned, like getting back to what King Kong was all about? Like, like a rampage a, game? Like, I, like I, a knew, rampage. I knew you'd do Kong hand. <laughs> Kong. Here's what you do. You have you you hand the rampage template to Nintendo oh. and have them improve upon an already beautiful thing. That could work. I speak from experience. Literally this week, my six-year-old was watching me play that Midway Classic Collection, and the only game that really resonated uh, was Rampage. Because that, yeah. that game is so easy to understand. It's just like it's climb building, hit yeah. everything yeah. you see. Something just yeah. clicked in the back of my head like, yes, why hasn't there been a reskin rampage with Donkey Kong and Bowser? Yes. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. That's great. There's, there's and, your ex to find giant Nintendo. Star Fox. Sure. This thing writes itself. Yeah. Andros. Andros is no. I, I know I've been, I've been present twice telling a little girl, actually. This Godzilla creature is called Lizzie. I'm like, what? There's a girl, a girl in a game. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's still a little surprisingly few. <laughs> you will never, you will never be in a dress demographic for decades. The game rules though, because like little kids love it. It's like, wait, yeah. I get to blow, I blow buildings up and yeah. eat people and eat be people, a monster. Like, yeah. hell yeah, loved it when I was a kid. Yeah. It's great. I, I, I it, it's by the way, it's the best rock movie that's not. The Fast and the Furious movie. The it's Rampage not bad. Movie. I did like Rampage. It, it, it is, it is legally terrible, but also great. <laughs> terrible. It's it's like not. It's like more like Mighty Joe Young than Rampage at times. Like yeah. it's like he's she's yeah. not really that giant. Well, she grows throughout the movie, right? It's like she has anyway. Yeah, but like I like if I recommended Skyscraper to you, you would be allowed to kill me and put me in. Yes, jail. like um, it's in the Constitution. That rock movie is terrible. I'm looking for Jungle Cruise. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. The other thing I'd like to see is you explore the barrel throwing angle more. Yes. And you make him like okay, he he runs a distillery, and it's like a it's like a whiskey making sim. But in certain cases, it's the best course of action is to just throw the barrel at like an oncoming does assailant it, does or it, does something. Does it run in DOS based on trajectory, Greg? Come on. Yes. No. <laughs> That is that is such an Americanized movie version of a of a foreign plot sort of thing. Like, yeah, Donkey Kong runs a distillery along with his cousin and business partner Bowser, and uh, you know, in a bad part of Boston. And... I'd play a Donkey Kong game about running a distillery, and everyone has a Boston accent. Yeah, I'm Donkey Kong. I'm fucking wicked smart. Yeah, adapted from the classic Japanese movie Akira. Ah <laughs> oh, shit! Ah oh, shit, kid! We're all out of fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You fucking said it, Donkey Kong. <laughs> you fucking did. We, we were just in Not Boston kid. last week, and we were just walking on our way to a wedding. 
and we hear this guy. We're, we're on like a pedestrian bridge, and we hear this guy. <laughs> and we turn around, and he's like, "You're supposed to walk your bike." On the pedestrian bridge. <laughs> and we look and this guy was just this like timid cyclist. <laughs> was like riding very slowly on his bicycle. <laughs> Your Boston is very Bill Burr. That was an excellent Bill Burr I mean, I've <laughs> been with Craig and I've endured a lot of Boston people. It's like it's 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 like jarring. <laughs> my my whole family is from that area, so <laughs> it is okay. totally jarring. Um, nice. Well, anyway, uh, listener responses to this question, uh, starting with Laser Time Rules on the official VigiGameApocalypse.com website, uh, says, I'm surprised we haven't gotten an FPA slash FPS of Donkey Kong yet, especially since Retro took over for Rare. Imagine it. You play either as DK or Diddy from their perspective. You gotta recover your banana horde. Depending on who you choose, you'd have a different arsenal of moves. As Diddy, you can do a first-person view of his cartwheel attack, and as DK, the roll. Both can also pick up weapons, barrel blasters that shoot bananas, or bongos that create sonic waves. I could see a little Mirror's Edge parkour Mm -hmm. being added in there, you know, you're swinging Mm -hmm. for stuff. I I know who I would choose to be my banana whore, that's Michael Rapparet. Oh. Um, what did he say? So sweet. Horde. He did. He said banana Oh, horde. oh, horde. Oh, God. Yeah. What, what did you submit to? He even spelled Mike, horde right. Which, oh. yeah, most people don't know Michael does the show like Banana Hammock from uh, Scrubs. Uh-huh. He just what rocks the banana it's hammock. It's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly naked when I do this. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, I love this username. Hammy Sagar Hammy says. Hammy <laughs> Sagar should win a merit badge. God damn it. We're not doing this right. I'm going to do it as Sammy Hagar. I'd love to see a Donkey Kong table flip arcade game. Donkey Kong trying to have... I can't hive! 95! Donkey Kong trying to have a nice night playing bongos for everyone. Keeps and But everyone keeps annoying him to the point where he flips out bongos and nanas flying everywhere. I like that. <laughs> I'd play it. Oh. Uh, on Twitter, uh, you're, well, so-and-so says, Strand Game. Love the show. <laughs> That's all you gotta say. It's true. Kojima did say it was a genre. <laughs> it is a genre. Yeah. No, yeah. I want to uh, carry bananas. Form connections with other apes. Yeah, yeah and, coconut phones ooh. going from, you know, one place to another. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Donkey Stranding. At Jedwards245 writes, I would like to see Donkey Kong put into the beat em up genre. It would be cool to bring back characters such as DK Jr., Lanky, Chunky, Tiny, and Baby Kong. Uh, make it a Final Fight clone where they go on a revenge spree against the Kremlins, or just make another Final yeah, Fight. Yeah, that's the solution. Not <laughs> yeah. to incorporate these fucking idiots into Final Fight. <laughs> I mean, that was my answer last week, Jedwards. I like where your head's at. But, uh, but again, like my, my I'm, I'm hammered now, but like remember early, early in the show, I... I invited a stranger in my house, and we talked about Donkey Kong strats. It was amazing! That guy knew a bunch of shit, because he's older than me. Uh, Is that the secret that we're all missing? Just invite a random stranger into your yeah, house? Yeah, dude, it's fucking no, amazing. It's not. No, not during a pandemic, it's not. No, we don't do that. <laughs> right, we both said we were vaccinated. It's fine. Right. Well, from the official Laser Time Facebook community, uh, Leonardo Chavez says... 
Donkey Kong was a secret opponent in the Wii Punch-Out game. That's true. So good. He needs to return to the ring with an official Punch-Out title starring Donkey Kong and friends. It can even have Mario return as the referee. That's, that would rule. You that know what? I, rule. I don't care who's in it. New Punch-Out, please. It's been yeah. way too yeah. long since we last yep. had a Punch-Out. It was so good. And you gotta, you, you have to, you have to do a lot of shit to fight Donkey Kong. Stop laughing at me! I'm fucking <laughs> hammered. I'm tired. <laughs> the burp, the burp got me. It's like three in the morning for me. Oh. You sound like Rick Sanchez, man. It's amazing. You, you shut up, man. <laughs> this guy's literally made of wishes. He can do whatever he wants. Like, don't, 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 don't fuck with Man Allen. <laughs> well, don't fuck with David Charles Hatfield, who uh, says Donkey Contra. Enough said? Question mark. Donkey. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'd play that. Writes itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, all of my request to artists on Patreon about Donkey Kong spread turns into something completely different. <laughs> yeah, that's <ooh. laughs> that's it's, yeah. Oh dear. All right, new question of the week. Are you going to get a Steam Deck? Why or why not? Um, I'm not going to pre-order one. Uh, I'll wait and see like what the, the early reviews are like, if, if it's amazing, and if I am suddenly find myself going on the road more, I might uh, consider getting one. But, you know, right now, I it's not really something I need. But yeah. uh, keep an open mind about it. But how about you guys? Well, uh, um, I want something like that. But everything that is more expensive, I, I, I tend to yell at Joe Biden about on the lawn as if, uh, yeah, as, as if it wasn't the previous guy's idiocy. That, mm-hmm. uh, I find that when I yell at Joe Biden about stuff, he's like, why you? And then he buys it for me. But, 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 <laughs> but, uh, Steam has been known to abandon hardware very fast. And I'm legitimately, excited over the idea that you abandoned this and I can I can get a product next year for like one quarter of what you paid for the highest end version of this. It will be the most powerful emulation handheld machine yeah. anyone oh, has yep. ever owned. Yep. Yep. It, it'll be the it'll be the best it'll be the best piracy machine ever. Um that's why I want a Steam Deck, but not well, now. Big, but it is running proprietary Steamos. Uh, Steamos. Like, I don't know if you could just install Windows on it. I think they yeah, did confirm there's you no, can there's no it. emulators in Linux. Um, let's let Michael go back to school. I feel like they'll find a way. <laughs> yeah. No, yes. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. Nature finds a way, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> uh, Greg, how about you go? Uh-huh. You guess. Yeah, had I not just bought this gaming laptop a year ago with the... Uh, like the point of that was to opt out of consoles for this generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, had I not just done that, this might have been an enticing right. entry point instead. Um, you know, I do think like it sounds good. I haven't actually like I don't I don't have a clear image in my head of like what the specs mean, like how games will look and run on it. But um. From what I heard, it sounds cool. I just I think the timing was wrong for me, like me personally. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if they if it tanks, I might pick one up for cheap, uh, just cause. But uh, you know, I I kind of suspect it won't tank. I think this might be. Yeah, I, I think it's a legit good special. idea. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just say, one of my least favorite things about PC gaming is kind of 
the setup of doing it. I, I would much rather be on a couch or like a recliner looking at a TV and playing a thing. Um, and cause I don't have a, a steam link or whatever. So yeah, it's it kind of, it's always a bummer to me to be like, Oh, I want to play this 40 hour JRPG, but I have to be sitting in my desk chair and staring at a monitor. To wire to myself it. like it, it, like I'm an enemy in clockwork orange. And <laughs> right. Right. So like the handheld thing this. does actually sound quite nice to me. It's just like, yeah, I, I, again, I don't need it because I have a, pretty good pc that can run stuff um but i i really do appreciate whenever there's i think it's a good thing whenever there's an additional way to play games like i always encourage that but yeah this time this one not for me personally but i can see why it would be appealing to some for sure yeah all right well, are you going to get a Steam Deck? Why or why not? Let us know. Go to VigiGameApocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 429. Uh, or alternately, you can visit the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect and read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's go some plugs. Uh, Greg, do you want to tell people more about stuff you're working on? Yeah. Uh, so uh, me and a small team of other guys have been trans. Uh, we've been doing a fan localization of an obscure Japan-only Saturn game called Bulk Slash. Uh, it's a 3D action game. It's my favorite Saturn game. It, it stars and, uh, the big fat bully from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Bolt. Oh yeah, <laughs> we should uh, we should have sought out that guy. You can afford collab. this endorsement, by the way. <laughs> you can't have both without cameo skull. Away. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, and I, I've been I've been talking about this all year, but um, our our pace has been good. We are set to probably be done with the whole shebang by the end of September. Um, we've got let's see, one, two, three. Five of the seven navigators in the game, which is like the main meat of the game, the game's localization, is you have these navigators that have a lot of voiceover. We have five out of the seven of them fully implemented right now. And we've been showing it off, uh, periodically on YouTube via, there's a channel called Sega Saturn Shiro, which is the, it was this whole ad campaign in Japan. If you check those guys out on YouTube, they they have a weekly Friday live stream, and we've been rolling out our reveals of each navigator via their show. Uh, but you can also follow the hashtag on Twitter. Uh, it's a hashtag bulk slash English, and uh, all of our updates have that tag. So uh, check that out. Um, really fun project. I'm ho- I'm hoping that it, it gets a little more uh, exposure to what I think is one of the best games in the Saturn library. Done. Very nice. Fantastic. Patreon.com slash laser time. You can hear Matt, Michael, Diana, Sarah, Sam, Brett, Dave, bunch of people there. Um, listen to that. Yeah. We are working to get all caught up with 302010 games. We're We've been recording one show a week. We are. We're we're caught up. It's just about editing and posting them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we think we're through June recording now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we're in July, so like, hello. Yeah, Yeah. it's getting there. It's getting there. We're almost done. You know what's going to happen soon? 
August. <laughs> well, Monday Night Movie next oh! week. Actually, so I guess that would be in a few days from when you're listening to this. Uh, Chris will be there. We're trying to get more special guests. We're going to be watching in honor of its, is it the 30th anniversary, Chris? Yes. The best movie One ever made. One of my favorite movies of all time, Point Fucking Break. Monday Night I Movie. I am an FBI oh. agent. I know. It's like I'm Gary, I'm Gary fucking mouth. Bushy, and I'm in this movie. I'm making this movie. Uh, Utah, give me two. Give me two Monday Night Movies. Little dog, little dog coming around here. Little dog. Uh, you see the little yeah, dog? So, so check that out. That is over at twitch.tv slash On Monday, we're going to start probably around 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, so look forward to that because uh, that's going to be a good time, as Gary Busey would say. As always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse or uh, visit me personally on Twitter at Wikiparaz. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Uh, anyway, that has been our show. Thank you for listening. We'll see you all next week. Uh, new question of the week. Uh, do we want to go with the Steam Deck one? Are we, you guys good with that? Okay. That's the only one there. That's true. Well, <laughs> unless we think of a better one. Um, Wait, no, we have two. We, let's go with the Wire Why Not one. <laughs> why? Why not? <laughs> it's a Gregism. There it is. There's it is a secret sound. Oh, goddamn.